Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. This is the Hagman Hagman Report. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a very special episode, very special broadcast of the Hagman Hagman Report. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us tonight. Thank you for your belief and your trust in us as we walk through this minefield of current events together. And indeed, it is a minefield. It's like right before the show. It's in in this particular instance, it was. Uh, uh, my goodness, I, fur is flying. Imagine that. Um, a lot of things going on behind the scenes here as we prepare to bring on our guest via video Skype, Paul McGuire. In the meantime, as we're working on that, and you may hear some things in the background if that's, you know, it's just part of the process of setting things up. But, uh, and again, we're growing. Thanks to you, we're growing. And I really appreciate that. We appreciate that. We're, we're, I think we're making a difference. Uh, our website's HagmanReport.com. That's for the news, information, analysis, show prep. HagmanAndHagman.com. That's strictly for the show. If you want to watch the show or listen to it, depending on what you want to do, just go to HagmanAndHagman.com. Both sites equally important, but HagmanReport.com has got the news, the uh, articles, and the uh, things that we need to be paying attention to. Speaking of that, oh, well, I should mention as well our venues that we broadcast on. Uh, of course, uh, Global Star Radio Network, that's the place to be. Ted Brewer, healthmasters.com. By the way, folks, if you haven't done so already, take advantage of Ted's specials. Send him an email, uh, just verify the coupon code. Uh, I think it's Doug5. But uh, stock up and, and make, uh, I'll tell you what, Ted's products make great Christmas gifts. Uh, but healthmasters.com, they're on Global Star Radio Network, as is Dave Hodges, uh, Russ Dizdar, all the, all the main players, I believe, in the truth media, the independent truth media. And I want to thank Global Star for all they do. Uh, Todd is one of the hardest working men I know. And, uh, I'll tell you something, he's there like 24-7. Anyway, he's not there. He's, um, he's thinking about being there, I'm sure. And also, we're, we're broadcast on BTR, that's Blog Talk Radio, the fine folks there. Uh, they've got a really great platform. And of course, YouTube Live. You're watching us on YouTube Live right now. And uh, a couple of things before we get into tonight's broadcast, I, I did want to mention that um, the, the I, when Steve Quayle was on yesterday, I'd mentioned that I would, uh, for the first 20 books sold of Empire Beneath the Ice, I would include a free copy of my book. That comes from me. I've already fulfilled the 20. In fact, 21. Um, I'm out of books. And I, I just want to mention, I want to thank everyone who has purchased my book, Stained by Blood, um, only because that, that does touch on the spirit cooking aspect of things long before, obviously, I knew what that was and or I was familiar with it. This is back in 1987 when uh, I conducted the investigation. So it's rather interesting when you look at, when you in retrospect, when I look back at things, 
how all of this, you know, God's hand plays, God plays a role in things. Um, and and I'm, I just I, I just got a notification here. I, I believe I just cracked fifteen thousand in sales, so fifteen thousand books. So it's a pretty good. Uh, it's it's pretty vibrant, pretty robust sales. Um, in uh, since it was launched in late March of this year, so that, that's kind of a great. And I could be I could be incorrect on that number. I mean, it's it's approximate, but it's pretty close. So that's that's pretty good. Now. As far as uh, tonight's broadcast is concerned, we're going to have Paul McGuire joining us via video here shortly. And, but I wanted to touch on a couple of things before Paul comes on. And uh, I had mentioned on the run-up to the election, as well as uh, after the election, that we are in the most dangerous time period, I believe, in American history. And the intent here is, of course, we we see the with the with the uh, uh, with the uh, uh, challenging of the votes. You know the recounts via Joel Stein, who is a proxy of the progressives, uh, and and the Hillary Clinton camp. Uh, that particular aspect has failed, but now the heat is on still, or continues to be on the uh, uh, members of the Electoral College. Now, having said that, uh, the Pelosi's daughter, Christine Pelosi, of course, is heading up a contingent of of uh, members of the Electoral College who are. Uh, who are asking for a no uh, asking to be briefed on Russian efforts to uh, on, on, on what the what the evidence is on the rough r- Russian efforts asking for classified information now, they're they're not folks the members of the electoral college for the most part are not read in or they don't have that classification level of classification to accept this information. Nonetheless, Pelosi's daughter leads a group of 10 or so uh, presidential electors. We sent a letter to uh, DNI officer or the uh, uh, National Intelligence Director, James Clapper, asking to be briefed on Russian efforts to interfere in the election in November. And remember I said that the entire intent here was to uh, create or cast doubt on the legitimacy of the elections. And, and that's what that's what this is all about. Regardless of what you hear, oh, could this, could this, you know, could the electors, the, could the rogue electors get enough, get, get as many people to, to, um, uh, to, uh, prevent Trump from obtaining 270? I don't think so, but it really doesn't matter. And again, I go back to what I was saying earlier. This is all about casting doubt on the legitimacy of the Trump presidency. And this is where the constitutional crisis for a representative republic comes in. Now, a couple of things. The it's interesting to note, and I and I took note of this, that when you start to peel back the layers on this on this effort by the Marxist Leninist uh, globalist criminal cabal that we have, and you start to uh, that, that is attempting to to uh, redefine our representative republic by. Uh, by saying that the electoral college is archaic and not up to speed and actually unconstitutional, it, it, that doesn't even make sense because it's part of the constitution. But nonetheless, the public relations firm that's behind this push against the electorate, uh, members of the electoral college, is called Megaphone Strategies. Now, this has just come out. Daily Caller, I believe, had had talked about this. I think Michael Snyder might have talked about this. Maybe not. But for, for sure, Daily Caller had talked about this. Well, Megaphone Strategies, they, that company was founded 
by two people. One, of course, Van Jones. You know him, of course, as the uh, green jobs czar from the Obama White House. Uh, and then, of course, Molly High, uh, Megaphone's co-founder and president who worked for Barack Obama's 2008 presidential campaign. And on a side note, Van Jones is making a comeback into the Democratic Party inside as he has been um, uh, doing a number of of interviews and uh, st- having strategic meetings with the left as where to go from here and how where his what his role will be in that future. Right. Well. Megaphone Strategies is tied at the hip to Clinton, the Clinton Foundation, to the Clintons, and especially to Obama. You talk about a passive-aggressive um, nature here, the passive-aggressive uh, activities that we're seeing with, with Megaphone Strategies harassing the heck out of the, the members of the Electoral College. I spoke to four, and I told you about this, folks. I, I've spoken to four members out of two, uh, 538, four members of the Electoral College, all who have said that they are just being harassed uh, and some being threatened, actually physically threatened, should they vote for Trump. Now, that doesn't count. That, that does not include the members of the Electoral College who are committed to the Democratic Party. Uh, it, it, I'm talking about Republican uh, electors, members of the Republican uh, Party. Now, again, uh, Megaphone Strategies is the PR firm behind this. And then you've got Megaphone's communication direct, manager, Diane May, who worked for the Bernie Sanders uh, campaign in 2016. So you've got all of these progressive, rabid, Marxist, Leninist uh, morons that, that are... Uh, attempting to subvert the will of the people and the Constitution. And, and, and this is horrendous. And, and don't forget what Hillary Clinton said. Oh, it, it, the unacceptable nature of, of Trump's comments when he said, well, uh, you know, are you, are you going to concede if you lose? And he said, well, we'll see. And of course she took to the, she took to the airwaves and said, uh, it's a threat to our democracy and on and on and on. But again, I would urge everyone not to not to downplay or dismiss any of this. This what you're seeing here, the, the recount virtually failed. That that was for that, that was pretty much a given. The pushback against the uh, by the electors, the the faithless members of the electoral college, meaning that uh, they're going to vote against uh, what they're what they had uh, promised to do, is less. I mean, it's more probable than the recount, but less likely it will succeed. I don't believe it will succeed. But it doesn't matter. The success in this respect does not matter. What matters is they want to, um, again, delegitimize, as I have said so many times. And now it's you hear Hannity saying it, you hear Limbaugh saying it, you hear Fox saying it. They're attempting to delegitimize the results of this election. And the accusations about Russia coming into this. Folks, we went toe-to-toe with, and still are, with Russia militarily in Syria and in the Middle East. Now we are claiming, or the government is claiming, certain elements within the government, uh, they're claiming that Russia has interfered and influenced the outcome of the election. Two separate things. It's a distinction with a difference. Interfering, in other words, hacking the DNC or hacking the RNC or hacking the elect, uh, the election. Uh, the, 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 the latter is impossible. 
because each state is separate. So the interference is not potential. I mean, it's it, there's there's always a potential, but it's not possible. Uh, Bob Bear came out, and this is something everyone should to, should pay attention to. Bob Bear, the former CIA uh, operative analyst, came out and said, "We need new elections." If you can imagine that, new elections. If it's found out that Russia had been part of this uh, this campaign to interfere, and then again, yeah, we we'll, need another we'll vote. <laughs> well, and, and the, the constitution. Look, the constitution is pretty clear on this. And uh, but since when did that matter? Does that matter? Portions of nice broadcast brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Have you done it yet? Have you gone to omahasteaks.com and entered HH in the search bar? Folks, do that. Omahasteaks.com, HH in the search bar, one of the biggest sellers of Omaha Steaks. It's, it's a great package. It's my family gift back. Forty nine ninety nine for a whole bunch of food. It's a it's a great package. It's a great deal. Great makes a great Christmas gift. Do that. Omaha Steaks dot com hh in the search bar and of course all of our sponsors from healthmasters.com to uh casper mattress if you go to our website check out our btr sponsors and our sponsors uh as well that uh that are outside of the btr venue i'll I'll tell you it's we have i believe some of the best uh Sponsors and, and, and products available. Masterpreps.com, for example. 20,000 plus items there. My goodness. Green Innovative. Uh, Minuteman Stove. Yeah, two green companies green that are 15% until it's essential that. to survival uh, and uh, practical survival applications with Minuteman Rocket Stove, uh, the portable stove that lets you cook food just about anywhere. Uh, with the uh, brilliant design and engineering of an, an ammo can reinforced with steel and a, and yeah, a super burner put on it. And then we have uh, Green Evative rechargeable, being able to, uh, with their packet and uh, some ionized salt water, recharge rechargeable batteries. Well, to- I was mentioning due to their tremendous response, that 15% discount offer is uh, they're extending that through Christmas and through the new year, so through New Year's Day. But But don't wait because in two days... They're, they can't guarantee delivery by Christmas. So, greenovative.com, uh, go there and you got two days to guarantee delivery by Christmas. Okay. Uh, so, there um, we go. With us tonight, we have Mr. Paul McGuire. He is a, a prophecy expert, an author, a radio show host, and so much more. Paul McGuire's latest book, A Prophecy of the Future of America 2016 2017, is in stores, has been in stores for a while, and is a fantastic book. That deals with uh, just about every issue important to us um, and important to the agenda of the globalists. He dissects these different uh, agendas and ideologies, and uh, from Satanism to Christianity, to explain where we are and where we are going based on the satanic elite and what they plan to do. Now, uh, Paul has an upcoming meeting at Paradise Mountain Church on Thursday the 15th. Uh, which we're going to let him tell you about. And we're going to be talking uh, a lot tonight about the big picture of what's going on in America and the world right now in terms of um, the continuous assaults on the right-wing media and alternative media and on Trump and uh, 
a lot getting into the Russian so-called hacking and the narrative that the government has been uh, uh, feeding to us, saying, you know, that this election was Hillary Clinton's, but because of fake news and because of the Russian hacking interference, uh, it was stolen from her. And you mentioned that uh, Clinton, the um, Clinton's waiting for the intelligence briefing uh, calls Clinton campaign backs call for intelligence briefing before electoral right. college vote. These people are not going away quietly. That uh, not that we expected them to, but can you say desperate? Well, <laughs> I mean they're grasping at their fine. You know they're hanging off a cliff, uh, hanging on to a, a, a small twig, hoping that it's going to hold them, trying to to pull up and on into that. But I just don't see any way out for them besides an outright coup. Well, a coup is taking place. Yes, it, a soft coup is taking place. That's right. And, and attempted coup inside the CIA, and I can tell you this because I've got I've got contacts inside the CIA right now. Inside the CIA right now, there is a a, a criminal cabal that is dedicated or has dedicated themselves to the furtherance or the maintenance of this globalist agenda, and then you've got the patriots. I I don't really. I can't really define it any clearer than that. And the criminal cabal, if you want to talk about that element within the CIA, think about that as an extension of the State Department. And that's what it comes down to. It's more like Hillary Clinton slash Obama's own special CIA. They are the ones that were involved in the weapons running. And a lot, and they're the ones that are involved in the domestic, uh, when it's, the, the things are happening domestically. When they don't have a mandate for, for, uh, to, to be in the, so look folks, it's, understand that there is, there's, Chaos within the CIA. There's chaos within virtually all of the 17 intelligence agencies directed there under the uh, office of the, the national uh, director of the national intelligence. Kind of like uh, when when Kennedy was president and this, you know, he he went and headbutted with the CIA, and um, you know, you had uh, the FBI and all these intelligence agencies were were battling amongst each other, plus battling with the government. Uh, the federal government and, you know, from the black ops, hiding the black ops stuff to, um, you know, engaging in activity that was unconstitutional that was being done on a massive scale and, uh, which led, you know, was, I believe was part of the assassination of JFK and RFK and, and Martin Luther King even. Uh, we're trying to bring Paul McGuire on. Uh, PaulMcGuire.us is his website. The Paul McGuire Report is the radio show here on Blog Talk Radio, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And, uh, Eric, if you want to, whenever you get a chance to bring him on, um, he tried to bring him on a few times and he was talking almost in the middle of a conversation, apparently. But if you bring him on and, and he's, uh, into it, that's fine. We'll, we'll catch him and. Um, I'm here. Oh, hey, Paul. Oh, hey, Paul. There, there hey. you are. Sorry, Great I, 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 I decided impromptu. I hope I'm not violating uh, some rule, but I got my uh, Facebook Live on. They're watching you all over the world, and so I just figured we'd give them a slice of life of the Hagman Show, and then okay. we'll uh, click them off and they'll go to your, your website. So, folks, go to Hagman Hagman Report. You can watch it tomorrow, watch it right now, and spread it to your friends, and I'll be back later. Hey, hey Paul, newsflash, though. We need your video, my, my man. We don't you have your have video. You have video? No. Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. My, my, hold on. 
You have no video. It says your video is turned off, and now I turn it on. You don't have anything. Um, no. Nope. Eric is Eric saying no. Is saying yeah. In, in our video, I think it's on right now, but we turn it off to save bandwidth after we establish okay, the connection. But, but I, but according to this, my camera's on, so I'm trying to figure out what what the problem is. Maybe well, if you could tell me. We'll figure wanna... it out. We hey, can hey, we Paul. can keep going, Paul. And uh, if we get it, we get it. If we don't, we don't. Fine. But um. Uh, this is something that we rolled out just uh, about a week ago. Uh, we're starting to bring guests on via video Skype, and Eric's done a, a fantastic job with the graphics and the editing so that we can be on together split screen, and he's done a number of things to make the video that much better. So uh, well, whenever well, we well, do hey, get hey, figured out. Second. Hang on a second. Uh, Eric, are you mic- mic'd up? Well, let's do some. Let's do some. Uh, okay. Well, and, and well, Eric, meet, uh, meet Paul McGuire. Paul, meet Eric. Folks, this the, hey, Eric, tell me what to do because my camera's on in, in the computer. All right, See, now, now this is great stuff. This is behind the this scenes. Is stuff. Really behind the scenes. Okay, so so now here, you were gonna. If you wanted to see really behind the scenes, you should, should have seen my office thirty minutes ago before I finished playing it. <laughs> well, I keep I keep kidding around. My office looks like a you know dorm room like a week before uh, finals because. I got papers everywhere and books open and stuff. But Eric, okay, is there I'll any? I tell you what, it's, yeah, we we've go. got like, what, seven, six minutes until break? Yeah, six minutes. Okay, wait. fine. Let's just wait till we'll that. just wait till break. So, so we, we won't air the dirty laundry. Or the, and the while we're stuff. doing behind the scenes stuff, Paul, just want to let you know, uh, mm-hmm. Stan Deo, and, and this for our audience too, um, he's having a real hard time. He's in a lot of pain. He's not going to be able to make it tonight. So folks, please keep him in your prayers. But we do have the third hour open tonight, Paul, and you're more than welcome to stay on. We uh, hope you for do. the rest of the show. If if you're don't make uh, me come available. there and de- duct tape you to your chair. As, as long as you call Domino's Pizza, I'm up for it. Okay, okay. All right. As a matter of fact, we'll we'll have we'll have a. <laughs> 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 you wait to see what we deliver. Have you delivered to your house uh, or your studio? Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah well look in the in the minutes before uh the break let's let's at least treat the uh, people to your the fifteenth this Thursday yeah. you're gonna have your Paradise Mountain Church your, yeah t- talk about that because I think people need to really get there sure and I uh, appreciate the opportunity so this Thursday which is like what two days from now we're gonna have our next Paradise Mountain Church meeting at the Garland Hotel in North Hollywood, and I'm going to give a prophetic message dealing with what's going to be happening to America up to the second post-election, and uh, most importantly, what God wants to do, what God wants to see happen, and what God wants to see through his people. And this is going to be a powerful time. Uh, as you know, when we come, people flying in from all over the world, different states, many of them are your loyal Hagman and Hagman listeners. And then at the end of the meeting, we worship the Lord, the power of the Holy Spirit moves. And anybody who wants pray, prayer, I'll pray for personally. And we have miracles, um, um, miracles of healing, deliverance, uh, guidance, people launching their businesses and careers, marriages. And God really moves. So it's a time of intense prophetic information, but also people leave, leave feeling that, uh, that they feel the power of God and they feel like life is not hopeless, that there's a real reason for living. 
And you know, folks, ten days before Christmas, and you might think, "Oh, I've got so much to do, I can't, I can't make it," or "Oh, it's an inconvenient time." Let me give this to, your, to yourself for Christmas, because uh, attending one of these, one of Paul's meetings, uh, the the prayer meetings, is just an amazing experience, and I would urge everyone to take the time out. If you're within a day's drive of uh, Los Angeles, North Hollywood, or, yeah, North Hollywood, right? Uh, North North Hollywood, yeah. yeah. So if you're within a day's drive of that, or even two days' drive, take the time out and 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 rub elbows with Paul and experience uh, that meeting because it's it it it's something that I I mean having with, uh, seen Paul give his meetings and, and and not prayer meetings but presentations and talks, uh, the spirit really does move. Paul, Paul you, you're just an amazing. Uh, speaker and, and what, what a prayer warrior you are. So, uh, it, yeah, so. I, I appreciate that. You know, I used to think prayer up. I used to think prayer was like a, a synonym for intense boredom. Even even years, decades after being a Christian, when they say, "Did you want to go to a prayer meeting or an intercessory prayer meeting?" It's like I, I just groaned inwardly, and then. You know, then I learned that, wow, man, prayer is, it has nothing to do with this religious idea that people have. If, if you quit thinking of it as prayer and you think about it as talking to God, because I was talking to God the other day, you know, not voice to voice, his still small voice in my imagination. And I asked him a question. I said, you know, I'm, I'm missing something because I keep seeing you, you like in the first century and you can't possibly be stuck in the first century. And you've got to be a lot more interesting than what people are presenting you as. And then we got in this conversation, and, and God, to my surprise, is very fluent on uh, quantum physics, um, all, you know, transhumanism, not that he necessarily approves of it, but he's very sophisticated, and he's willing to, to, to come down to our level and talk about all kinds of things. It's amazing. I, I mean, it's... It, 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 to, to have the Bible come alive, to have yeah. God's word just move in your life, to have God move in your life is something that that it, it's it's just an amazing experience. So again, folks, the twenty fifth, two days from now, ten days or the yeah the fifteenth that is two days from now, ten days before Christmas, Paul McGuire's meeting. Go to paulmcguire.us to get information on the, the precise location. And uh, plan to be there, and, and and shake Paul's hand, and let them know, let or let Paul know that you heard about the meeting on the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're gonna be right back. We're gonna try to fix the video issues here momentarily. Stay right where you're at. Welcome back, folks, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. You know, it's it's 
It's just so amazing. And I want to thank each and every one of you for helping us grow and helping us um, reach out, reach more people. You know, last year, and, and as we get closer to the end of the year, we kind of take uh, uh, take inventory of where we've been and what we've been doing. And it, it's it's wonderful to, to know that we've actually reached out and we've, we've, uh, we've been in, I believe it's um, it's over a hundred countries. We've had sixty-seven million downloads to date of our program, and wow. it's all because of each one of you, and uh, it's because of your prayers and your support. And we thank you. Yeah. We are we are a listener-supported show. And we thank you so much for allowing us to be part of your life. Now, and, for, and looking back. on on just on Blog Talk alone, it's uh, skyrocketed over thirty million uh, listens. Yes, alone, yes, just on blog talk. Wow. And, and before we get back to or before we get to Paul McGuire, I just want to remind everyone because Christmas is barreling down us so fast. OmahaSteaks.com, HH in the search bar. This is by by far one of my favorite places to shop at. I, I've ordered so much from Omaha Steaks for uh, for the family only because when you Go to the grocery store. You look at the quality and the price of what you get versus Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks wins everything hands down. So if you're struggling to find that perfect gift for someone who has it all, the holidays are, again, they're fast approaching. And you can order gifts for everyone in your list with a click of a mouse. And as it's 10 days away now from Christmas, you can do it right now. So let me tell you about Omaha Steaks and how for only forty nine ninety nine you can get my family gift back when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter HH into the search bar. It's 77% off. And I'll tell you what you get for forty nine ninety nine. You get two filet mignons, two top sirloins, two boneless pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts, and they are just fabulous. I could stop there. You'd have your money's worth, but they go on. Four kielbasa sausages, a 12-ounce package of all-beef meatballs, four burgers, four potatoes au gratin, four caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha steak seasoning packet, plus when you order now, you'll get four additional kielbasa sausages free. So you get all of this for $49.99. We've done barbecues. We've actually served the, the um, both the steaks and the hamburgers during meetings of, of some very uh, important meetings and clients here at the studio, and uh, they've loved it. So, I, and I've had so many compliments on the on the uh, quality of the meat, the gifts that I've sent, and also the, our family loves it. Go to omahasteaks.com. That's omahasteaks.com in the search bar. Enter the code HH and take advantage of the uh, my family gift pack for forty nine ninety nine. So, Paul. We can see you. You're looking great, my friend. Look at that. Yep. Babylon code right behind you. Ah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to see you, my friend. It's great seeing you. Yeah. Well, can you see us, by the way? I mean, are, are we looking? I can see you because i got my handy laptop here. All right. All right. And if you give me a stealth move, we, can, we what we should do is talk so we don't bore your... your yeah, your go ahead. Sisters. But if your tech guy... Uh, Gives me an option. I, I'll connect through my laptop, and I bet you we'll get on. But I don't want to bump your regular show. Yeah. Well, you're no, we're fine. And okay. in fact, you're you you are going out now to uh, the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of people watching. So, Paul. Okay. Uh, it's it's great to have you. And Joe and I were talking before the show that uh, uh, we've missed having you your your analysis for an extended period. Let's get into it. Where are we today uh, with everything that's going on? Where do we start? 
Well, that's a great question because even even since the last time we've we've talked together, um, and we talked a couple times before the election, and then we talked immediately after the election, and then we talked like a week ago. <clears throat> but things are, <clears throat> excuse me, accelerating to such a fast extent. So let's do a brief recap and then connect the dots for people. Uh, number one is. Uh, we are, in, again, in the most serious time in our nation's history. And even though that sounds like a repetitive statement, it needs to be said over and over again because it's true. I have never seen, I know, Doug, you have never seen, uh, people in a particular age group have never seen uh, what we're seeing now. It's never happened before in America. For those people who are slightly younger, even for them, it's it, They've probably never seen anything like this. We have never seen the media take their their uh, uh, Stanley Kubrick dancing at the ball uh, face masks off and uh, show them uh, show us their true uh, personalities. You're looking at constant, unabashed lying. Uh, the usage of the big lie, this preposterous and absurd notion that the Russians interfered with the election on Trump's behalf. Uh, yeah, the Russians have been spying uh, on us and hacking on our computers probably since before the time of uh, John F. Kennedy. So that, that's nothing new that the Russians are spying and hacking on our computer system, that they've been doing on an ongoing basis. What's new is the timing that the so-called... Uh, they appear to be rogue agents in the intelligence uh, agency, the CIA. Some people say it's coming from Brennan out of his loyalty to the Clintons. But if this thing with the Russians penetrating our uh, computer system was really that great of a threat, then why did the intelligence community uh, wait until after the election to decide to make a big deal about it? The timing of their concern uh, exposes the motive, because if because if they were see they weren't concerned about it when they thought that Hillary was going to win, so Hillary lost. Now they're all concerned about it, and and the name of the game is to try to to at the very least discredit the legitimacy of Trump's uh, being elected legally to destabilize his legitimacy and, and further undermine him by saying the Russians intervene which is a falsehood, because as you know, Doug uh, and Joe, that there are other intelligence agencies, including the main intelligence agency that oversees the other 27 intelligence agencies, which said uh, that, that they know that the Russians have been spying on us, but they've known that for 30 years. But there's no evidence to conclude that the Russians were manipulating uh, the election. So this is a complete fabrication and falsehood. It's a collusion between... Hillary Clinton and her supporters, and some people on the radical left, some people in the White House, and it's a collusion between those people in the intelligence communities that are are, are doing political favors versus uh, intelligence work with integrity. And as both of you know, and many of your listeners know, we have uh, uh, a large number of uh, intelligence agencies and other agencies, like the FBI for one, but many others, who say that this whole thing is fraudulent and it's politically motivated. So whether, but, but what their end game is, is they like to be able to stop um, uh, 
uh, Trump from actually uh, becoming the president. I mean, he is the president-elect, but they want to stop him from actually becoming. But, Paul, Paul, let me interrupt you here, and sure. let me ask you this. We have uh, now, we have Pelosi's daughter coming out and heading up a contingent of uh, members of the Electoral Congress. And saying we want to see the ONI or the um, uh, CIA documents, uh, we want to see the uh, the information. We want to be briefed on Russian efforts to interfere in the election. Uh, what they have now, of course, they they don't have any classification. But my question to you is, uh, what do you feel looking at this? As a historian, a professor, uh, looking at this, do you think that they've got a snowball's chance in hell, the Electoral College, uh, in tanking the 270 number for Trump? Or is this all just a dog and pony show? Um, I'm not sure if they have a chance to uh, uh, overturn the coming up Electoral College vote. I'm not sure that they have a chance. But I believe the way they're looking at it is uh, in a piece-by-piece manner. So they were hoping that when they had Jill Stein, who turns out now to be a very hardcore communist, uh, and communists are dedicated to the militant overthrow of the United States. So Jill Stein's a hardcore communist. She's working in partnership with Hillary Clinton, and it turns out that all of her recounts actually benefit Donald Trump. So I, I think they expected uh, better numbers, and they hope to uh, uh, cause Congress to make the decision. The Electoral College count, though, is still in the future. Um, so they're using various avenues. They're using the French connection, no pun intended. They're doing the recount, uh, and they're doing a number of other things all at the same time in the hope that it will have a, a domino effect and give the uh, the ability to somebody like Obama or the Congress to say, okay, uh, there's too many uh, things that concern us, so we're going to uh, have a vote uh, as to who will be the president. That's their goal. Now, the, the problem is, though, that you have to look at this like a, a military battlefield on a map. Those are multiple operations or fronts that we're looking at. But then we have the other operation or front in this this battle to take Trump out, which is the media, uh, ever since the second he won, has never apologized. They have redoubled. They have quantumly increased their hostility, their lies, their distortion, uh, their propaganda. Uh, they just turned it way up. The, the CNN is the uh, cartoon, nez, uh, cartoon uh, network. It is the most fraudulent, dishonest operation I've ever seen in my life. If I have to turn on CNN one more time and look at the lies and the, the, the dumb guy with his, uh, who, who did the map and you know acted like he knew what he was talking about and he struck out and all their, all their political commentators stru- uh, strike out. And, and Zucker, who is running uh, CNN, obviously has a political agenda. But all of the media, with the exception of a few mainstream media outlets, they're all controlled by the globalist elite. Six corporations control American mainstream media, and those six corporations are controlled by the, by the uh, globalist elite. We have big players like Soros. Don't ask me why he hasn't been arrested. 
uh, interfering in our election. And, and then we have all these leftist activists cause, literally coming out in public. I, I, I think I heard, I'm not sure, that uh, Michael Moore uh, was making reference to the assassination of Trump. We have people tweeting on the left and people on cable news networks calling for the assassination of Trump. Even though it may be kind of like dark humor, that's hate speech. And if you called for the assassination of somebody who was Muslim or gay, even in jest, and God forbid anything happened to them, you'd be in prison for the rest of your life. So how is it that people are allowed to commit a hate crime against Trump and call for his assassination? So I think they're using a multi-pronged approach. The globalist elite is very nervous and, and uh, because it's spreading. The boldness that they have seen demonstrated in the U.S. with Trump is now being replicated in Britain, <clears throat> France, Italy, and many other nations, and Germany. And they're all using the same excuse, uh, uh, like Merkel in Germany saying, well, it's it's uh, the fake news stories and it's the Internet which are causing us to, to, to lose. No, it's not. It's the fact that Merkel and all the rest of the uh, heads of the European nations who are bought and sold for by the globalist elite have allowed you know, millions of militant Islamic migrants who are brutally raping uh, European women, killing people, uh, attacking synagogues and Christians, and the people across Europe have had it. So these populist candidates, kind of in the, in the mold of uh, Trump, are rising to power. It has nothing to do with so-called fake news and uh, the Internet. It has to do with these people are selling their own people down the river, and the people are rising up. You know, you know, Paul. I, I what a great assessment. And it may just to go back to what you said. You've got CNN, the um, the incestuous the incestuous aspect of CNN with respect to the Democratic Party or what I would call the Marxist Leninist, the globalist. America. Um, yeah, they are in effect an arm of the progressives and they don't even they're not even trying to hide it anymore and as you right. mentioned the guy with the map of course now cnn of course uh cnn had come out with a clip i i, I downloaded this clip um uh, today bob bearer the cia analyst uh that is on contract that i believe uh, folks don't hold me to this with cnn had called for uh, because of the Russian interference, had said, "Look, uh, in his capacity as a former CIA analyst, said that uh, uh, he believes that we need an entire new election." This, of course, is stoking. In, in addition to, yeah. the, I, I mean, the, the stoking of the hatred by the media, and as you mentioned, all th- with within your dissertation, there, um, we we are seeing this cultivation of chaos. I guess that's the best way I can describe it. And the hatred that the fact that you've got the calls for Trump assassination. And I do believe, uh, talking with Alex Jones and, and also uh, seeing Mike, Michael Snyder's report on the economic uh, collapse blog, uh, you've got this full-out call for the assassination or at least the uh, takedown of Trump. Facebook before. pages yeah. dedicated, you know, assassinate Donald Trump Facebook page, hashtag assassinate Trump on Twitter, YouTube uh, personalities and regular people on YouTube 
calling for the assassination and violence against Twitter. Michael Moore calling for the disruption of uh, the inauguration through protests. You have organizations funded by uh, George Soros think tanks and, and Democratic yep. Party citing and probably will pay protesters to be there at Inauguration Day. They are estimating that this will be the, highly, the highest protested Inauguration Day in U.S. history. Even Time Magazine went so far to say, uh, to tell 76 or uh, 65 million Hillary Clinton voters not to pay taxes, which is illegal in many states. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, an article was just posted by Time Magazine explained why the issue, meaning the issue of the Russian interference, could potentially cause some members of the Electoral College to change their votes, and by extension, in protest, doing exactly that. So, how can this be? You're right, Paul. Well, we live in the world of George Orwell's Big Brother uh, media, where Big Brother is watching. And as many of your listeners know, in Orwell's novel, 1984, it was about a futuristic dictatorship that used the media to control society. And so they would twist to mind control uh, phrases and words. For example, they would program the people to, to repeat the mantra, freedom is slavery. Uh, opposites, things that are, were, are, which should be bad are, are, are good. Uh, uh, war is peace was another Orwellian slogan. So we have the same Orwellian mentality at work. And the Orwellian mentality, uh, is really because Orwell studied the mentality of both the National, National Socialist Party of Hitler, which is fascism, but the kissing cousin of uh, National Socialist um, fascism is the fascism of communist Russia and communist China and Cuba and nations like that. And what they do is they control the people through propaganda, persuasion, and scientific mind control. And this, they use, they twist the meaning of words. So, for example, in the United States now, the media has manufactured, for the purposes of scientific mind control, this completely absurd word called fake journalism. And they create the definition of fake journalism, and then they are going to enforce it along with the computer companies, because our government uh, gave away the largest asset of the United States for free. They put the Internet in the hands of a foreign corporation, and worse than that, they put the Internet in the hands of an LLC that's located in California, which can be sued by far, foreign governments. So so the Internet is now uh, open to lawsuits and domination and control by any communist dictatorship. So they create this thing called fake news, and, and the lie is that, you know, we're going to patrol and find out with fact-checkers, which is Orwellian in and of itself, and we will determine what is fake news or not. Well, who's going to determine if the fact-checkers are accurate? Because when I watch the debates, most of the times, the so-called fact-checkers came up with false facts. Nobody was checking up on them. And then the people who were accusing the alternative media of being uh, fake news... The mainstream media is the ultimate purveyor of fake news. They have been 
producing and writing and distributing fake news since I've been a boy. Now, I'm going to say something about that, but I just want to redefine what fake news really is, not what they say it is. Fake news is simply a technique where they say anything you publish, write, or say in the media that does not agree with our liberal, progressive, politically correct agenda, we are going to call fake news and not real. We will censor you, and we will not allow you to say it and we'll block electronically your websites or whatever. If you say things or write things or do things that fit our uh, politically correct view and our socialist, communist, progressive viewpoint, then that becomes legitimate news. So so the, the issue is not whether the, the fake news is legitimate news. The, the issue is fake news is simply anything that disagrees with the totalitarian plans of, of the socialist globalist elite. It's a method of total control and domination of the media. And that is a, that is, that is literally the rape and sodomizing of the Bill of Rights where our founding fathers said we had freedom of the press, freedom of religion, and freedom of speech. And when the news media, which knows what the Constitution says, creates fake news, they are literally raping, sodomizing, and assaulting and beating to death our right to have true freedom of the press. It's a covert operation to literally decapitate any uh, proclamation of truth that disagrees with their official propaganda line. Man, you are right on the money, and you're on fire with that. It, uh, it saddens me, and it angers me at the same time to see uh, war, uh, to see websites like the Washington Post boost up uh, these shadowy websites, one in particular, Prop or Not, out of Santa Fe, New Mexico. No one seems to know exactly who's behind Prop or Not, but, but they, of course, are some self-appointed arbiters of the uh, what is fake news and, and the fake news sites. And, and, of course, they attribute the fake news sites in large part to those that are connected to, to Russia. And, right. and, 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 you know, the, the fact that this is antithetical to the Bill of Rights and to the First Amendment, you, you, I mean, it is absolutely 100% right on the money with this. And you know something, Paul, we were talking about this earlier, and I think maybe you and I, or we spoke about this, but the uh, Oxford Dictionary's Word of the Year post-truth uh, post um that's a compound word, post-truth, Oxford 2016 Word of the Year, referencing post-truth politics. And it's interesting as well what they say, uh, post-truth politics is a political culture in which debate is framed largely by appeals to emotion disconnected from the details of policy and by the repeated assertion of talking points to which factual rebuttals are ignored. So what they're saying is we live in a culture where facts don't matter, at least the truth doesn't matter. It's only the talking points of the globalists that really do matter. Yeah, right. And and the other thing to, to remember, in line with what you're saying, you know, follow the money. Mm. The, the men that control the mainstream media the men that are financing this uh, fake news agenda, which is a, a, a mechanism of censorship and domination of thought, those men are the occult globalist elite. 
they are telling their foot soldiers, this is what we want you to do. And these uh, so-called media professionals are not like the media uh, professionals of 20 or 30 years ago. Oh, yeah, the the media professionals uh, 20 or 30 years ago uh, were definitely biased to the left, but at least they tried to adhere to some kind of journalistic ethics and journalistic standard of fairness. That has been thrown out the window. And now we basically have prostitutes or prostitutes um, who just lie. Now, the other thing is that if this is the same, these are the same psychological tools involving the media and the press uh, that Adolf Hitler uh, used to control Nazi Germany, that Chairman Mao used to control China, that uh, the Russian dictators used to control the Communist Revolution, Fidel Castro used, uh, a horrible dictator. So they're simply employing the tactics of uh, the communist dictators and the fascists. Yeah, and we, uh, we're at the break point, Paul. Uh, folks, you're listening to Paul McGuire on this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We have Paul with us till the end of the program. We're going to be getting into a number of things. Uh, don't forget Paul's Paradise Mountain Church meeting coming up December 15th. Uh, we will get more information on the other side after this. Stay with us. edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. So so blessed to have with us Paul McGuire, paulmcguire.us. And if you go to hagmanreport.com, I want to, I just, you got to draw your attention. Just go to hagmanreport.com. And I asked J.D., I said, look, J.D., uh, Paul sent an email. I don't know, it was like three, he must have been up like at three o'clock in the morning because I got it at, at uh, I got it at six in the morning. So that would have been three o'clock his time. And Folks, Paul McGuire has a very special special package for the Hagman listeners. Go to HagmanReport.com, click on the you, you can't miss the banner. I mean it's it's got a huge green ribbon there. Hagman and Hagman Report. Uh Paul McGuire special package. And this is worth every penny of this. Hagman listener specials now, fifty four eighty seven. And you if you do it if you order now, you can get it in time for Christmas. Mass Awakening, fantastic. Prophecy of the Future of America and The Day the Dollar Died. Three books, fifty-four eighty-seven. You save twenty dollars. And then if you want to go uh if you want to go with the DVDs as well, you've got the the uh, Prophecy of the Future of America 2016-2017 DVD package, the America What's Gonna Happen Next, which is I recommend that to everyone. And of course, 2016-2017, the Prophecy of the Future of America, the uh uh the package there as well. So that's a huge Package for just over a hundred bucks. Order now, get it in time for Christmas. And and these these make marvelous gifts to uh, people who are just uh, uh, you know kind of just waking up or want to know more about exactly what's going to happen uh, in in America with uh, within globally. Joe, go ahead. Yeah, with us uh, now and until the end of the broadcast, we have Paul McGuire, 
He his website is paulmcguire.us. He has a radio show, The Paul McGuire Report, right here on Blog Talk Radio, four to six p.m. Eastern time, uh, Monday through Friday, which is a fantastic show, folks. Uh, you know, bookmark that show. He's got options to listen on SoundCloud, iTunes. Uh, you can bookmark the RSS feed, and uh, there's just a number of ways to to listen if you can't catch the show live now. Uh, Paul is also doing uh, one of two things. He has done a special uh, promotion for Hagman and Hagman listeners tonight, and we're going to get into the details of that. Oh, you just did. I'm sorry. I'm queuing up this stuff. And then he has a prayer meeting at, at Paradise Mountain Church on Thursday, December 15th. Now go to paulmcguire.us and... Uh, it's right, a big graphic right in the middle of the screen. Paradise Mountain Church presents The Hills Are Filled with Chariots of Fire, Prophecy and Prayer Meeting at the Garland Hotel, 4222 Vineland Ave, North Hollywood, California. You can go there to palmaguire.us and register. Attendance is free. You might have to pay for parking, but don't miss this. A number of Hagman and Hagman listeners and uh, other people have got together for fellowship and to listen to Paul and have a prayer meeting. And these have been very successful prayer meetings, and we urge everybody who's available to go and in the vicinity and can get there to go. That's right. Paul, let's continue on, man. The media. Elections. Where where you left off. Man, it's, uh, it's it's just really bad out there. Yeah. So the thing is that um for those that can remember uh, there was a time when the media was very very liberal it's always been liberal but again at least they tried to live up to journalistic standards at least they made an effort to be fair now uh they've thrown all that away and you know it's it's unabashed uh uh lying distortion no integrity. You know, I, I'm going to be very honest with you. I, I've been on many of the, the... I've been on any big show on cable news I've been on. Now, there's a lot of wannabes. I haven't been on their shows, and I, w- I, I won't go on their shows. Um, and I've been on a lot of shows uh, and seen what's going on behind the scenes, okay? And, and here's the deal. Uh, even even when I was doing that, they made some effort. Like I at that time, I was in, always invited to be the the aggressive conservative radio talk show host, and uh, I would debate liberal talk show hosts. But at least they allowed both sides to say their thing, and then the audience decided. Um, I've been on those shows where it was me, Paul McGuire, the conservative, with five liberals, or uh, three liberals and two moderates. And man, I'm just telling you that uh, a- after my first debate where I held my own, okay, thank God, <clears throat> just from basic uh, instincts, I held my own. But then, like I shared on your st- uh, show before, I would study my opponents and the host, their previous shows, you know, like a prize fighter would study another boxer's fight that he was going to have a match with. So I would watch technique, what techniques the hosts and the aggressive liberal guests would use. And so I wasn't caught by surprise. Now, they were too lazy to do that. So I clobbered them. I mean, my appearances were essentially a, blitz, a blitzkrieg of humor, sarcasm, 
and the total dismantling and, and destruction of my opponents. Because while they were boozing it up and doing smoking dope or whatever, I was up till like 6 a.m. in the morning, starting at 6 p.m. at night, reading all the notes so I could win the argument, because I didn't have a name at that time. And I, I knew I was number two, so I had to prove myself. So I memorized all the facts. So when I would get on the air with big-time editors of the largest uh, uh, financial publications in America, and you would know them, and uh, big uh, leftist activists and politicians, they were flying by the seat of their pants, but I had a, an assault rifle, and I'm not advocating violence, of memorized data and statistics to, to demolish them. But things have changed. You see, back then they would switch camera on you, they would lower your volume, but at least you had some shot at it. Today, it's like uh, the. I, I was watching CNN. There's this uh, uh, cute little girl in blonde hair who's always uh, a champion, being a champion for Trump. But man, she's a sweet girl. Okay, she's very kind. She's smart as a whip. But CNN is so insecure that they have the host and five or six guests who who take try to take her apart piece by piece. And then when she wins, which she wins uh, often, then the host will jump in and clobber. That's not news. So we don't have news. We don't have honest reporting anymore. We have propaganda because it's controlled by the globalist elite. So the reason the media <clears throat> has gone ballistic with the fake news, besides the censor uh, opposing points of view, is because the bottom dirty, nasty truth is the mainstream media ratings are crashing everywhere. I mean, they're just collapsing. And guess where all those listeners or viewers are going? They're going to the alternative media, uh, not alternative extreme media, alternative media, alternative radio shows, alternative TV shows, and alternative news sites. And the power, collectively, of all these alternative news sites uh Turned the election because people weren't tuning in to so and so on CNN, or and nobody's watching so and so uh, from ABC or CBS or NBC. You know the people on those three networks, ABC, NBC, and ABC, they act like uh, the people in uh, Europe in the time of the kings and queens. They they travel in their uh, horse-drawn carriages through the streets of the common people, and they say, let them eat cake as they wear their fineries and eat pleasant food. They look down on us like peasants. Well, guess what? They got taken to the cleaners, and the, the data on the alternative media is the number of people reading, listening, and watching alternative media is skyrocketing. Uh, the believability scores are skyrocketing, and the mainstream media is doing a dinosaur death. We're watching the collapse of it. So since they can't win fairly, they're going to try to use the muzzle of pure force and uh, uh, things like fake news. Yeah. But, 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 and, and, Paul, um, this is kind of what concerns, well, not kind of, this is what concerns us now. You're considered the independent media. We're considered the independent media in, in a, in a a number of others are as well. There is a war against us, and and right. uh, we we have watched assaults of 
the, the war against us is asymmetrical. Uh, yeah. They'll go after our sponsors. They'll go after our monetization. They'll go after, um, they'll, they'll throttle the numbers. They'll, they'll make up, uh, uh, yeah. And invent stories just to try to make people, uh, like ourselves look bad. Right. Exactly. So, so my question to you is, what do you expect out of this? Um, we've seen the, uh, attempted censorship bill in the House, yep. Yep. uh, HR 6393. I believe that it is. Uh, yeah. it was the Intelligence Authorization 2017 Act, which then, uh, had a provision in it that labeled, um, among Drudge Report and InfoWars and 198 others as Russian propagandist. And then in the bill, it talked about uh, taking measures to ban these fake news Russian propagandist site from the Internet and from being able to disseminate their information on the Internet. And I agree with you, Paul. The mainstream media, their ratings have been crashing faster than the NFL ratings this year. And, and our <laughs> and, numbers have never been higher, but you, right. you would, you, you cannot tell that from the numbers that are available. We're not, we're not on Arbitron. Right. However, uh, whatever the numbers would be equivalent to that, you wouldn't be able to tell from that. So I guess our question to you, Paul, is how are they going to attempt to take us down? You, me, other, uh, you know, us, uh, Infowars, uh, in any any other number of of uh, alternative media sites, what's their what's their well, tactics? Well, again, as you said, Doug, they're using asymmetrical warfare, which simply means it's non-conventional warfare, and it's really psychological warfare fought on many fronts. So it's a multi-pronged approach. So one of the things is they're going to see if they can get away with censoring and taking down uh, any uh, outlet or news media platform or program which doesn't uh, spout the, the Marxist politically correct propaganda that the mainstream media and globalist propaganda that the mainstream media uh, are doing. So they're going to try to take it down. You've probably noticed, I've noticed this especially in the last month, but it's been increasing and escalating steadily for a year but especially in the last month, because I do so much research, I will go to a very important article uh, on current events research because I want more facts, and I can't tell you the number of times I'm now uh, clicking the link and the page is wiped out. And this is not accidental. It has to do with all trying to get information on all the stories that the mainstream media is ignoring, uh, and now they're literally erasing and, and removing the pages. They're destroying links so that when Google search or, or Bing or whatever, and you're trying to type in a topic or somebody who is not part of the mainstream uh, media, you'll find they're buried, uh, you know, 100 pages in, whereas they used to be on the front page or the second page or the third page. They're also using uh, sophisticated computer systems, so when they choose pictures of individuals or stories uh, that they are against and want to suppress, this is a simple thing to do with computers. The computer will sift through, let's say, a 100 pictures on an individual or an organization or the artwork of their website or whatever, and the computer will, in a matter of less than 60 seconds, select, by pure artificial intelligence, select the most non-favorable Photograph that will make 
the person challenging their point of view look like they're insane or ugly or wacko or disturbed or evil or something. And this is not somebody sitting at a desk doing it. It's done the same computer algorithms that they use in uh, airport security and other places where the computers are reading facial expressions and then sending a signal to security that this person looks like they have anxiety or anger. We need to check their baggage extra hard. The same computer technology that does that can find pictures about you that are very uncomplimentary. And then if people type in your name or organization, it usually says list of photos, and you click it, and you'll be surprised about how many distorted photos there are now, which never used to happen. And then finally, uh, one of the most insidious things is there's a, a, a large amount of money being paid to fictitious front groups that masquerade as uh, Christian heresy hunter groups or uh, uh, Christian groups that monitor ministries or are Christian uh, ministries or speakers and they're not really Christian at all they're uh, Soros financed or financed by some other activist group and there are hundreds of these operating and uh, they have a team of writers who most often are people who are backslidden Christians so they have some uh, knowledge of theology and scripture or Christians who were never born again but went through some kind of uh, uh, theological training to write hit pieces based on lies, based on lies and distortion, attacking various ministries. And they're unaccountable. They hide who they really are. And what they do is they, they invent lies or mistruths or half-truths about people in an attempt to discredit them. And they can't be challenged because even if they are challenged, there's nobody behind them. There's no accountability. See, if you look up me, you're going to find out all about me because I'm not hiding anything. These people all hide behind either fictitious names or fictitious identities or all kinds of things. And and the tip-off is Christians and people like your listeners need to have discernment. Just because somebody says they're a Christian group and they're concerned or whatever, uh, you need to discern whether it's truly a Christian group. I don't care how many Bible verses they quote. And what is their motive? And I would say the biggest rule of thumb is if somebody who claims to be a Christian is criticizing you on a blog site or a website, if it's fine if they're criticizing you based on Scripture. But if the criticism is devoid of speaking the truth in love, and it gets into the area of a very harsh judgment without sufficient proof, and there's no attempt to to attack or criticize somebody with the intention of redeeming, and it's absent of the agape love of Jesus Christ, uh, that is a hit group. Because all true Christians, even if they're disagreeing with somebody uh, strongly, all true Christians can be identified by the fact that the agape love of Jesus Christ is an important part of their communication. But Paul, I, I cannot 
to, to hear you say this, and, and this confirms something that we have we have been watching, and I, and I really want to appeal to, to our, our viewers and our listeners. But what Paul Paul said is absolutely one hundred percent correct because, folks, we have uh, in all of us in the alternative media, the independent media, and especially those of us who present the facts or present the news through a biblical scriptural worldview have been um, uh, marked by these very groups and individuals that Paul references. Paul, Paul's been in the same seat as well, and, and we've been attacked, and you may think, well, just slough them off, blow them off. It, 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 it's meaningless. But what happens is through their animus, through their... And what you said is so important, too. The legitimacy, it appears so legitimate because the Bible verses are right on the money. But, the, you know, Paul, it amazes me how much time... I was looking at one particular site because I... It, well, I'm just going to avoid the details, but I had to look at one one site for for a reason. And it was supposedly run by one person. However, when I looked at the uh, forensic footprints, and I'll just leave it at that, I could tell it was a group of individuals posing under one name to to do nothing but take down specific individuals um, who are attempting to get the word out there. Now, again, it, it, it might seem trivial to some, but it's not trivial because this is part of that this this deception and when you go a little bit further you can see the funding well you can you can well the funding is there and it's an important part of this i'm not going to because i don't want to reveal anything we already know because if if this does get to litigation uh, you know I, i'm certainly not going to uh, tip my hand but it's an amazing thing to see paul it really is and it's sad it saddens me because it gives the, to me. It gives the Christian community to outsiders a black eye. That's it. it just really. It, yeah, 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 yes, it does. And um, um, there are many instances of uh, these kind of websites and blog sites, etc. They masquerade as being critics and judges of the validity validity of, of, of a particular ministry or communications outlet such as Hagman and Hagman uh, or they uh, come off like uh, they are the standard bearers for theological purity but um, when you even do a cursory reading of, of the content of these sites there is it's based on lies. Lies are, are not necessarily lies are almost never complete lies. So so you could have a paragraph being communicated where ninety percent of of it is true. That makes it believable. But it's the ten percent complete lies, exaggeration, and falsehood that makes it evil and intent. And Christians need to ask themselves and really be discerning because this is going to increase. You know. Everybody who's doing what God wants, it says in the Word, suffers persecution, attacks. The only people who are not persecuted and not attacked are the people who are no threat to the kingdom of darkness. Anybody who is making headway in presenting the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ will be persecuted. I mean, Jesus got crucified on a cross 
by the religious leaders of his day, who took his words out of context most of the time, by the way. But the reason they crucified him was because he was a threat to the to the spiritual darkness that they ruled over. The the religious people who were status quo and, and just went with the flow of the corruption and didn't challenge the corruption, they were applauded. They were accepted. It's only people like John the Baptist who stands up and challenges uh, corruption that gets his head cut off and put on a plate. It's only uh, the Son of God, Christ, who gets crucified for really speaking the truth. People who water down the truth don't speak the truth. They're left alone because because they empower darkness. Now, the other thing is, too, in regards to the authorship and content of many of these uh, uh, blogs and Facebooks, it's very obvious to anybody who has any writing skills, such as yourself, myself, and others, that you can easily tell uh, the writing style of, of an individual. Um, in, in the film business or acting business, they would call that your signature, and the same in writing. Uh, a writer has a particular style, and a writer knows his or her style. They can see it a mile away. That's why I can always tell from <laughs> plagiarized, because I see my signature there. But um, what happens here is that these people who are doing the critique, they use one name as it's being written by one person, but then the other attacks, supposedly written by the same person, have a completely different uh, uh, writing style, which indicates blatantly that the attacks are being mounted by multiple authors. So once again, it comes down to integrity, not lying and telling the truth. If what you're doing is above board, if you're walking in the light and you're not walking in the darkness, if you're speaking the truth in love, then why would you hide and conceal the truth about yourself? And then why would you use uh, multiple writers to do the attack and pretend it was just from you? And one final thing is, you know, I've been uh, doing a lot of things for a lot of time and a lot of media businesses uh, like you have. And um, I won't get into how or where, but during my travels over the years, I've uh, become friends with people, let's put it this way, who are very sophisticated in technology, media, surveillance, and intelligence, some that are very, very high up. And I won't go on any further than that. But uh, I ask them for uh, personal advice and, and favors and, and counsel. And uh, it's surprising uh, the information that they share with me about uh, the what is behind and who is behind and funding of uh, certain websites and blog sites and individuals. And uh, I just happen to have access to that information, as I know you do, for your people that you talk with. And I, I don't discuss it openly on the air, but I think your uh, listeners would be shocked to know that who is really behind some of these things, Amen. the individuals and the funding and the groups. They are nothing to do with Christians, by the way. Let's just put it that way. I'm, I'm right. And, folks, what Paul McGuire is telling you, please understand. And, again, this is important because this is all part of the end-time power play. Ladies and gentlemen, um, 
this rises above pettiness. This rises above the ankle biting kind of uh, stuff that goes on when you have that. It, it, what Paul is saying is exactly correct. And you know, if we came out and we, if we did a program, if Paul McGuire, Doug Hagman, and others sat down and and we just did a program on just what Paul just said just now, there would be. I mean, your mouths would be hanging open because I know when I first heard, I, I thought I misheard, but no. But Paul McGuire is absolutely 100% correct because we do have some of the similar sources in the higher places. PaulMcGuire.us, that's his website. What a tremendous, what a tremendous segment that was and very insightful. And folks, it's not because we are getting, uh, we're under the gun. But you are going to be under the gun too. PaulMcGuire.us is the website. Go there. Register for his Paradise Mountain Church prayer meeting this Thursday, the fifteenth, at the Garland Hotel. Stay with us. edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Very special guest, Paul McGuire, paulmcguire.us. If you're listening to this in any venue, of course, you can tune in and watch Paul McGuire live. Uh, it's nice to have him on video. It's nice to be able to look him face-to-face. And, folks, you can watch Paul McGuire uh, during this interview if you go to our YouTube channel. And definitely subscribe, the official Hagman and Hagman Report. But uh, uh, just go to hagmanandhagman.com and click on the uh, video there. There's Paul McGuire right there in living color. That's right. Don't adjust your TV sets. Uh, Paul McGuire does look just like that. Now, he's a, he's a good looking man and, uh, he's a man very well spoken and extremely, uh, knowledgeable. Before we get back to Paul, I do want to mention that we had mentioned earlier greeninnovative.com. They're the company, the small company that has developed the GMAG power cell. This is a device that charges your rechargeable batteries it only weighs eight ounces it makes power by simply adding salt and water to the unit it is emp safe it's got an indefinite shelf life it can charge an unlimited number of batteries and it's made in the usa this can be a lifesaver this is one of my favorite products ever greenovative.com uh now they are extending and this is important you gotta order by thursday that's two days from now. You got to order by Thursday to get your unit in time for Christmas. And these are flying off the shelves. They can't keep these in stock. They're, they, that's, and I was speaking with the, uh, uh, the, the owner of Green Innovative and he said, man, we are just, we, I'm not sure I can fill the order. So get your order in now. And so many men, in fact, uh, a good friend of mine, a guy that lives down the road, said that uh uh he bought one uh and and he just loves it he loves knowing that he could recharge his batteries under any conditions greenovative.com 15% off is extended through the end of the year but again don't wait order by thursday years by christmas greenovative.com uh, and mention of course hagman 15% off your entire purchase go to hagmanreport.com for the link or just go to greenovative.com with us this segment and into the next and final hour, we have Paul McGuire. 
He is the host of the Paul McGuire Report, heard on Blog Talk Radio, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. And Paul is hosting a prayer meeting at Paradise Mountain Church. You can go to his website, paulmcguire.us, to get the details and register there. It is free. Uh, we urge everybody who's in the L.A. Uh, area or has the uh, can get to the L.A. area to be a part of this. You know, many listeners have, have been there and uh, sponsors have gone and uh, people say that it is a very special meeting and to meet like-minded people and to hear an, an inspirational biblical message, make sure uh, if you have the chance to attend. Uh, that is Thursday the 15th at the Garland Hotel in North Hollywood. Uh, and also Paul has a special Hagman, Hagman listener special where you can uh, go on his website. There is a big green Christmas bow. And for this Christmas season, he has put together the Hagman Listeners Special uh, with three books, three fantastic books, The Prophecy of the Future of America, The Day the Dollar Died, and Mass Awakening, and uh, much more, folks. Go to paulmcguire.us. Very generous gift. Paul, um, yeah, we, you know, we, we were talking in the last segment about the uh, attacks against the independent media, and I want to thank Bob and Maggie for uh, keeping me uh, honest. Uh, I, I, I tend to call us the new media, or but it's really we're the independent media, but the attacks against the independent media. And uh, in closing in that conversation, I'll just tell everyone this. The reason we talk about this is not to whine, because we don't need, you know, so, you, you, may, you may ask if we want the cheese with our wine but it's it's not the wine it's not to complain it's to warn others that you're going to be experiencing experiencing the very same thing we're experiencing um you're going to have uh federal and state regulatory agencies looking at you uh you're going to be have the irs you know uh, sicked upon you uh you're going to have people looking at you all at the behest of supposed Christians who are not Christians at all. But see, this is to alienate uh, and cause division within the body of the church by non-Christians who say they're Christians. But I just, and that's all I'm going to say on that. But, but Paul, take us where you want to go from here. Yeah, Doug. But that was a very good thing. I don't want to really spend any more time on it. But I do want to remind people, as you said, we're on the front lines, so we get the heat first. Right. But everybody listening needs to remember, you're next, because the computer profiling will go to you, and then you'll have these pseudo-Christians, which are not Christians. You'll have computers and everything else. And the next thing you know, your Facebook is going to be deleted, your YouTubes will be posted, because you said something as simple as, Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. Or, you know, like Jesus is the way, or you can only be saved in Christ. It, it starts with us, but this is a ravenous dog with an insatiable appetite. It's going to come after you. But if you draw a line in the sand now and stand up for for the people like us who are in the front lines, and you know you fire back with emails, swamp emails, defending people that you believe are legitimate, and if you don't think we're legitimate, you shouldn't even listen to us because you're next. And, and that oneness is, that is what we have, uh, that will enable victory. Our, our oneness as true brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. And giving each other the benefit of the doubt. 
Now, um, I want to uh, do a recap on this uh, uh, Trump being elected and what uh, the dangers are and the blessings are coming up very quickly. Um, I want to talk about uh, one of the, I believe he's been a guest on your show, and he wrote a letter, and the only reason I don't name his name is because I don't like to name people's names. Uh, in, in, unless I talk to them personally. And I thought uh, he was talking about, he was challenging this idea that God has given us a reprieve uh, or a second chance through Donald Trump. And and I, if he's listening, you know, I, I love you in the Lord. I respect your uh, ministry. You're, you're a brother in Christ, so this is in no way an attack towards you. And I want you to know that I thought your your uh, letter that you sent to a number of leaders, including myself, was very well written and very, uh, you wrote it with the right spirit and the right heart. And that told me more than your content that you were a true man of God because you said what you uh, felt that the Lord was telling you to communicate, but you spoke the truth uh, uh, forcefully, but you spoke it in love. And so I want to commend you for that. That's not easy to do sometimes. And you raised some very valid points. And I, and I just want to answer some of them because I think the listeners uh, need to, to process these thoughts. The, the, the people are concerned that people such as myself, I assumed I was one of the people he was making reference to, who talk about God giving us a supernatural reprieve because a sufficient number of the remnant prayed. And uh, Trump is an act of God's grace to us. Uh, I don't retract that. I believe that. Now, the, the thing is, though, uh, he talked first, though, he said that no churches were praying and fasting and repenting. Maybe you weren't just clear on that, but there were thousands of true Bible-believing Christians and Christians truly repenting, truly fasting, and truly praying, as my church did, Paradise Mountain Church, and we're having a, a another meeting uh, uh, on Thursday, December 15th, which is free to the public. You just go to paulmcguire.us. So we've been fasting and praying for uh, over a year, and Huge numbers of churches have. Admittedly, the vast majority of evangelical churches and Christians have not fasted at all. They haven't repented at all, and they're in total denial. So I wanted to clarify that point. And then the other thing is, you you made the well uh, uh, well researched point that uh, a significant number of the Trump appointees were uh, either affiliated with Rockefeller. Uh, members or former members of uh, Skull and Bones, uh, Rothschild connections, globalists, and the elite. And you're correct in your assessment of those uh, individuals. And you went on to say that, you know, it's going to be the same old thing, and that uh, because America has not repented, and this uh, the, the Skull and Bones Illuminati crowd is being hired by Trump, that Nothing's going to happen, and we're going to we're going to be deceived. Um, I think you blended, and I mean this in love. I think you blended some legitimate truths and concerns. I am very concerned about the people with Rothschild affiliations and Skull and Bones affiliations, and the elite and the uh, Goldman Sachs connections, et cetera, et cetera. And you talked about Jamie Dimon, and just as a side note, Jamie Dimon. Uh, the CEO for uh, Goldman Sachs 
Uh, he was one of my best childhood friends in Jackson Heights, Queens. He and his two brothers and parents lived in an apartment, and I hung, hung out there as a young kid all the time. He was a great guy, had a lot of integrity. That doesn't mean he couldn't change, but I happen to know the guy personally. Um, the other thing is that we, we, we need to pray for Trump fervently. We need to pray for his administration. It is possible that he could be compromised and be corrupted. But it's also possible that he is simply working with in a fallen system. And the reality is we are in a fallen system economically and with business and government. So he has to do the best uh, that he can with, with the way things are, not some idealistic hope of the way things are. So we need to give Trump a, tra- uh, uh, a chance. We don't fall asleep. We need to hold his feet to the fire. But I think it's too premature to judge him. But your concerns are valid. Now, the final point is this. You said it because of America's evil, we're, we're, gonna, we're, we're under the judgment of God, and it's going to get worse and worse and worse. That's what I interpreted uh, what you said. Yes, we are under the judgment of God to a certain degree. But may I offer a different perspective regarding this that I believe is biblical and just consider thinking about it. Because how we process this whole thing with Trump and what God has done, if we process it wrong, we can literally destroy ourselves from a future God may want to have. And if we don't pay attention to the warning signals that you correctly pointed out, we can be also in danger. So let me just give you a finalized assessment. America is guilty of the judgment of God. You mentioned 70 million abortions. You're correct. Uh, but America is not in the complete judgment of God. We're under a partial judgment of God. The very fact that we're communicating now to, I don't know, by the time it's done, this program might reach a million people or hundreds of thousands of people, uh, is evidence that God has opened the windows and doors of opportunity for his people to, to preach the gospel, communicate a biblical worldview, both in the U.S. and around the world. So God has called us for such a time as this, not just to wring our hands and say the judgment of God is coming down, let's head for the hills. Number two is uh, the very fact that we still have this opportunity to preach the gospel in America. Now, the window is closing, and we need to seize the time. But right now, the grace of God has given us a window of opportunity. We have it degraded, but we do have freedom of religion to varying degrees. We have freedom of the press to varying degrees. And we have freedom of speech to varying degrees. They're under attack, that's true. But we still have them. That's evidence that God wants us to do something, which is to go into all the world and preach the gospel, make disciples or communicate a biblical worldview to all nations, occupy the land, our land, until he comes, and do business, kingdom business, until he comes. What is God's kingdom business that he wants done? He wants his people to bring in the last day's soul harvest, Because God ultimately is all about love. And yes, he's righteous and holy, but before the the outpouring of the wrath of God, he wants to bring in 
hundreds of millions of souls. Now, in as short summary as possible, this is a divine window of opportunity. Do I know the outcome? No. Do I call myself a prophet? No. Do I say I have all the answers? No. But I and you and every believer should put ourselves in the position of Abraham. When Abraham was about to judge Sodom and Gomorrah for its wickedness, remember the critical conversation that God had just before he judged Sodom and Gomorrah with Abraham. They had a discussion that Abraham initiated. He went to God and said, God, how many righteous people does there need to be in Sodom in order for you to hold back your judgment? And so Abraham and God went back and forth. Well, what about if there's 50 righteous? And God said, there isn't 50 righteous. And what about if there's 25 righteous? And they went back and forth. Uh, and that was a, a discussion, but it was also a prayer discussion, and it was a form of intercessory prayer. Abraham was appealing to God through prayer to hold back judgment on Sodom, and his basis for asking God that is that there would be a certain numerical remnant that was still righteous. Now, as it turned out, even though Abraham made all these appeals... God finally had to judge Sodom and Gomorrah, and he destroyed it, uh, because he couldn't find, I believe, even five righteous people in Sodom and Gomorrah. But in answer to Abraham's uh, intercessory prayers, he did pull out Lot and his family. Unfortunately, Lot's wife turned her, her uh, eyes back to Sodom with longing, and she turned into a pillar of salt. But what do we learn from that conversation? Because that conversation is an interaction between man and God that has occurred throughout biblical history and also in modern times. We learn that God, before he judges, not all the time, but many of the times, he will talk to his people and he will uh, get their input in terms of prayer and intercession before he unleashes judgment. In this case, God overruled Abraham's request because he said there's not enough righteous people. And we don't know what the exact numerical count that God was looking for. So we do have a remnant in America that is crying out to God, that's fasting and repenting and uh, fulfilling Joel. They're coming before the altar of God, reaping their garments and weeping over the sins of the nation. We don't know for sure what the numerical count is of the remnant, but it's probably in the tens of millions. Is that enough to withhold God's uh, complete hand of judgment on America? I don't know that. Only God knows. He's sovereign. But I do know this. My job and your job and every listener's job is not to inadvertently play God and decide with our finite minds whether or not God is finished with us. Our job is to obey the word of Lord, where God says, pray always, always. So we always pray. Our job is to obey God and to pray for all of those in authority above us, so that the promise of we might lead a quiet and peaceful life will be released. Our job 
is to engage in high-level spiritual warfare, appropriate the Word of God, wear the full armor of God, act upon the teaching of the Apostle Paul when he said, our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against powers, uh, against the principalities and powers, the darkness in, in high places. Our job is to engage those demonic high-level forces, including the territorial spirits, in America, over our nation's capital, over our culture, and to displace them. Because Jesus gave his bride, the church, the supernatural body of Christ on earth, he gave the body of Christ, which is the remnant church, all true believers, the supernatural power and authority to tread upon scorpions and serpents, which represents demonic powers. And Jesus also gave us the keys of the kingdom, which is enormous supernatural authority, so that whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven, and we have been given the power by God, the supernatural power by God, to command the powers of darkness dislodge and break their grip over Washington, D.C., over our culture, over the media, and over the church. Now, does that mean our prayers are going to act like a magic wand in Christianized America? No. But it does mean, to, to some kind of percentage victory, we are capable of winning back, if not all the land, we are capable, in the eyes of God, of taking back the land. And God wants the land taken back because America is the only nation in human history, with the exception of Israel, that has obeyed and entered into the Abrahamic Covenant in Deuteronomy 28, the blessings and curses. And remember, America, the land, is the only nation on planet Earth besides Israel where our founding fathers, the pilgrims and Puritans, entered into a covenant with God that they had to worship the Lord God and no idols, and they had to hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God diligently or obey the word of God. We did that imperfectly, and God did the first promise for obedience of those two primary things. It says, if, if, if you will do that, those two things, God says, I will raise that nation up above all the nations of the earth. America is the only nation in the history of mankind that has been supernaturally risen up by God above all the nations of the earth for a special purpose and destiny. And that destiny is because God blessed, because of the pilgrims and Puritans and the release of the covenant, God blessed America not only with technology and science and the most prosperous middle class in the history of civilization, the most uh, freedoms in terms of freedom of religion, freedom of press, freedom of uh, assembly, and uh, freedom of speech. God gave us a legal structure from which to preach the gospel to all the world. God gave us, until recently, a powerful economy from which to preach the gospel to all nations of the world. God gave us victory in World War II, and because of our victory in World War II, America was able to influence 181 different nations and plant missionary schools and evangelists in those nations. We turned the course of history. 
Now, it's true, in recent days, we rejected the Word of God, and we've been under a curse. But because the remnant is repenting, I believe, and ultimately God is the judge, ultimately God is sovereign, like in Abraham's case, I believe that God has given us a second chance, conditional, if we will keep repenting, if we will obey the the word of the Lord, I believe that it is the intention of God to raise up America once again in a temporal sense, that means short term, um, to be the major platform for the preaching of the gospel all around the world. No other nation can do it. We have the convergence, especially with this particular leader, Trump, of renewing our economy, uh, reclaiming our freedoms, using our technology and organizational structure, and America can fulfill its destiny, which is to be the primary platform for the preaching of the gospel around the world in the last days. Millions and millions of people will come to Christ if we obey and repent. Millions will come to Christ. God's highest priority in doing his kingdom business is to win the last day's soul harvest. And and America is supposed to be the leader in that. This will be temporal. We'll move into a tribulation period. America will surrender into a global government, perhaps become the... the, uh, the, the new Atlantis or the new Babylon and judgment will come to America but it is very possible that God has given us a reprieve and if that is the case we don't want to miss it because we uh, have not processed properly um, um, what is happening before us you know what Paul um, even before the Trump victory and certainly before the uh, thought that Trump even had a chance. You were talking like this. You were saying that we are we are fixing for a revival. Uh, you, that we were ready for a revival. That we were in the process. And you had seen, envisioned a revival. So what you're saying is entirely consistent with what you've been saying for at least uh, two years. I believe it at least two years. And actually, actually, I, I officially began saying it in the first book, A Prophecy of the Future of America, which was published in 2012, okay. the year of the vision, the year of the vision. That get, wow. So, so four years. Uh, yeah. How time, how time just munches together. Uh, and I find it really interesting that you've never deviated from that revival-centric uh, um, uh, operational Stance. I mean, it's it's an amazing thing to me, uh, and and we're seeing it come to pass, as you state, temporarily. But nonetheless, um, it's here. I mean, it, we and it now it's up to us, isn't it? That we we've got to take the ball, we've got to take the reins, and we've got to be part of. And look, we have to lead from the ground up. And, right. and we're at the uh, we're at the top of the hour, folks. You're listening to Paul McGuire, paulmcguire.us. Visit his website and take advantage of the books he's got for sale, specifically for this audience, this program tonight. What a gracious gift he's got for all of our listeners, paulmcguire.us. And of course, he's on the radio, and uh, he's doing a marathon today. Uh, but we love it. And of course, we have him on video. If you're listening to this via Global Store or uh, Blog Talk, certainly. 
just check in on the video. Paul McGuire.us. Paul McGuire is our guest. Stay right where you're at. We'll be right back. Final hour with Paul McGuire. Uh, he's the author of A Prophecy of the Future of America and A Prophecy of the Future of America 2016 2017, a must read. Uh, that and many other books. Uh, one of my favorites, A Day the Dollar Died, which is available on paulmcguire.us as part of the special that he has put together for the Hagman and Hagman Report listeners. Yeah, exactly. And it's such a gracious man uh, to be spending so much time with us tonight. A lot of important topics that we're getting into before we get back to Paul. Imagine folks walking into a store, uh, a store that perhaps your great-great-grandparents might have walked into or your great-grandparents, depending on your age, but a, a store that would hold um, certain, well, survival remedy kits, preparedness, homesteading supplies, skills training, medical, homeopathic, uh, herbal preparedness skills, homesteading skills, just a wide range of things. Tradingpostinthewoods.com, tradingpostinthewoods.com. I'd like you to bookmark that website, and and certainly after the show, go to tradingpostinthewoods.com. They've got some marvelous packages there. You know, the owners of Trading Post in the Woods, and uh, well, Eve Gonzalez is uh, is our contact person there. Uh, what a wonderful, marvelously informed lady she has uh, uh, put together a team. They've got uh, they've responded to eighteen major disasters and have got twenty seven years of combined experience. They've learned firsthand about the destruction, chaos, lack of preparedness, and the reality after the storm. And they've set up something that is unique. I just love this, tradingpostinthewoods.com. They have got packages there that would prepare you, help you, help to prepare you for off-the-grid life. Nothing, folks, is more calming in the crisis than knowing that you're prepared to handle the crisis for as long as it takes. They've established their business to share decades of experience to help others avoid many common errors to begin preparing for what becomes uh, more clearly a certainty with every passing year. And we can feel it in our bones. Um, homeopathy, uh, products that deal in uh, remedies. When I say remedies, I'm talking about field remedies, if you will. Uh, just a variety of things. You can spend a long time there, but I do suggest you go to Trading Post in the Woods. Check out what they have to offer. And if you have any questions whatsoever, contact Eve Gonzalez via their website. But I will say this. We've got their products. We've used their products with unbelievable success. And it is like walking into a store back that your grandparents or great-grandparents would own. Everything and anything you can imagine. Tradingpostinthewoods.com. In fact, there's a video on our on our official YouTube channel. Check it out. Tradingpostinthewoods.com. Back to Paul McGuire. Paul, go ahead and continue because I, you, you were on a roll there with respect to, oh, that, that Trump sentiment. You know, the 
the problems with with uh, Trump, the the conscious, what would you call it? The conscious, uh, oh, I can't in good conscience accept Trump, and, and uh, that's perhaps too simplistic. But but there's offshoots of that. Go ahead, sir. Well, the first thing I want to say <clears throat> is that I'm very much a realist, and um, anybody who knows me, and you guys know me. You know, I've written 30 books. I've been at this for 40 years. And if I count third grade, uh, where I studied Brave New World and Orwell's 1984, I've been at it since I was in third grade. And, and that's not an exaggeration. I've been obsessed with this stuff. So here's the thing. Um, I am probably more aware than most people about just how dangerous a time we're in from so many aspects. But the, the potential for America and the world to, to move into an entirely different uh, kind of society, we're just one crisis away from that happening. So we could live under in our lifetime. There's the potential that we could live under in our lifetime if the Lord tarries in the most advanced, dictatorial, all-controlling, all-encompassing, all-intrusive, totalitarian government that has ever existed in in the history of mankind because of technology, where everybody's mind is plugged into a computer interface, everybody's mind is read via computer, you have no privacy, uh, you are killed, you are euthanized, you know... Uh, Orwellian propaganda, scientific mind control techniques. I mean, I, I am well versed in every one of those categories. Okay. From monarch mind control to, uh, space-based weapons and the real purpose for space-based weapons. And I can go on and on and on. So believe me, uh, my books have the potential of scaring the living daylights out of people, not because that's the intention. I just tell the truth. Now, having said that, I'm a realist, and I don't have a Pollyanna view of the future. But there's two eras we can make. One would be the era of false optimism, or non-biblical optimism, and the other would be uh, the era of false pessimism, where we say that that God, we, we, we falsely uh, come to the conclusion that God is finished with America, and we, in our finite mind, put the brakes on what God can do. That's very dangerous. Now, I want to say very clearly that number one is I don't call myself a prophet. I never have. Other people call me a prophet. I don't call myself a prophet. Um, when I had a vision in 2012, and I'm not going to go through the whole vision. It's in the books. Um, but very briefly, on July 4th, 2012, my wife and I were reminiscing our dating in Manhattan, New York, in 2000, in 1976, for the bicentennial, when all the boats were there. It was very romantic. And we were reminiscing on July 4th, 2012, and I'm very medical and clinical and precise in my definition when I am telling you that I had a, a vision because I distinguish between inspired imaginations and a literal, authentic, biblical vision. And I don't use the word loosely. So I can only recall having one genuine uh, vision in my entire life. I don't throw the word around cavalierly. 
And I won't get into it except to say I was transported out of my body uh, to look down on the North American continent, and the Lord showed me uh, a, third, a biblical third great awakening moving from the West Coast to the East Coast. And I saw the glory of God being unleashed on millions of people. And that's just like a five-second version of it. Now, I don't base my theology, my writing, and my teachings on what I saw in the vision. Because the take-home from the vision was the Lord did not tell me, and I really want to emphasize this, the Lord did not tell me, Paul, this is what's going to happen, or Paul, this is what I guarantee is going to happen. I came away from the vision with the Lord telling me, not in an audible voice, the Lord telling me, Paul, this is what I want to happen. This is my highest desire, but it will only happen if my people, my remnant people, will fast, repent, and pray. Then this can happen to whatever degree that they will repent and pray. And by the way, this vision that I had, what what ignited it was that I began in a personal time of repentance and then in a time of intercessory prayer for the repentance of the church. So it's, I never have communicated this is what's going to happen. I believe it's what God wants to happen if his church is obedient. Having said that, regarding Trump, I believe what God wants to happen because his desire is the last day's soul harvest. And because if you look at it from a mathematical, historic, economic perspective and a biblical perspective, there's only one nation on planet Earth besides Israel. But now there's only one nation on planet Earth that has the capacity to fulfill uh, being a major lighthouse to the world for the gospel of Jesus Christ and a major launching pad into all the nations and, and only one nation that has the power to allow the remnant church to bring in the last day's soul harvest no other nation on earth can do that and that began um, in the late 1600s when the pilgrims and puritans entered into a supernatural covenant with God based on Deuteronomy 28. As such, God raised up America supernaturally, despite our imperfections and sins, and gave us the most powerful economy on planet Earth until recently, the most freedoms until recently, the most science and technology, and for many, many decades, uh, maybe a century out of our history, we were the most powerful platform for the gospel on planet Earth building Christian hospitals, schools, winning souls, having crusades, uh, Christian hospitals, and on and on and on. Now, America has been in decline because of the rule of the globalist elite who have deliberately planned to take down America. Because they're occultic, and at the highest level, they belong to a Luciferian elite where they worship Satan. I document everything I'm saying in my books, including the Pilgrims and Puritans and the future role of America in my books, especially uh, A Prophecy of the Future of America 2016, 2017. 2017 being the most critical year in our nation's history. 
and I have a brand new DVD set, a free DVD set entitled uh, America, What's Going to Happen Next, which deals about what is going to happen to America after the election. But a key part of it is, what, if, depending upon what God's people choose to do in terms of obedience, and then I have a four DVD set to go along with the prophecy of the future of America 2016-2017. And then the first prophecy of uh, the future of America, which deals heavily with the reality of a technocratic elite, a scientific dictatorship, uh, a, a satanic elite that rules the economy and the power centers of the world, and the existence of high-level Satanism uh, in, in all the major nations of the earth. And then mass awakening, which is a warning that we will either see in America a satanic great awakening, which right now it's beginning to happen, or if God's people will repent and cry out to him, we will see a mass awakening of a biblical kind. So these DVDs and books are, you know, it breaks my heart. Uh, when I go to a church or I see a youth pastor or I, or I see somebody holding a Bible study, and they have some, I'm not trying to be unkind, but some lame, spiritually impotent book with a coffee cup and a bunch of uh, roses, and, and they talk about these trivialities biblically. Or I turn on many Christian television networks, and they're talking about trivialities biblically, or churches, trivialities biblically, while our nation is literally on fire, and we will either experience the fires of a revival or the fires of um, uh, destruction. Right now in America, because the church has slept, because there have been very little until recently faithful watchmen, and because the church, evangelical church, has ignored the word of God, this is why we're in the dangerous position we're in. Because the occult, the Satanists, the globalists, those that promote abortion, those that promote the Orwellian dictatorship, those that promote the agenda of the United Nations and all the Luciferianism that goes with it. And if somebody objects to that, you're objecting to it because you're ignorant and you haven't paid the price to do your homework and educate yourself because it's just in my books alone, there's hundreds of pages of documentation that show you from quote by quote by quote the Luciferian core of the United Nations and the fact that it was established by satanic worshipers to issue in a new world order, which is a counterfeit of the kingdom of God, the new aeon, or the age of Aquarius, that was talked about by the great Satanist Aleister Crowley. You need to come to terms with that and quit pretending that you live in a Walt Disney movie like Mary Poppins. You're not in Mary Poppins land, you're in America, and we're heading towards 2017. So, it breaks my heart to see believers in Christ reading the spiritual equivalent of cotton candy and not becoming armed and peacefully law-abiding but spiritually dangerous to the powers of darkness. In the books, I explain the important fact that all communism, progressivism, radical liberalism, and the garbage you hear the millennials say and, the, and what's being echoed on the media is an organized, orchestrated attack that began in 1970 with the Communist Revolution, which was based on Karl Marx, 
who was a Satanist, it's a historical fact, book, A Communist Manifesto, was, which was simply a copy of the Illuminati Manifesto written 75 years earlier. Thus, communism and socialism is simply a con job to deceive the masses into a false utopia that wealth will be redistributed. The real purpose of communism and socialism is to establish a covert dictatorship run by the Illuminati, which makes them all-powerful in a global pyramidical hierarchical structure where they become the gods, the god kings, the absolute, absolute rulers, the 1%, and all the world is divided into two classes, the slave class and the god-king class. That's what the Bilderberg Group, the secret societies, the Illuminati, the Rosicrucians, that's where this is all headed. But brainwashed people think, oh, gee, we're going to end up in John Lennon's, you know, imagine there's no heaven, this great eco-friendly paradise. It's a lie. So I, I diverted a little bit, but what I'm trying to say is when I saw this vision of a great awakening in America, God did not say it's a done deal. He said, this is what I want above all things, but my people must repent, my people must become educated, knowledge is power, if they know the truth, the truth will set them free, and I've already given them the power to take the land. Now, that's the primary order of kingdom business occupying the land that God gave us through the pilgrims and Puritans until Jesus comes, doing kingdom business until he comes. That's our primary mandate, because it wins souls. But we have Christians who are either embracing a false fatalism, and hear me well, I am going to thunder this, and I don't want to break my microphone. Fatalism is a doctrine of Satan. It is a doctrine of uh, promoted by Eastern mystical demonic teachings, uh, the demonic teachings of Hinduism, the demonic teachings of Buddhism. Nowhere, nowhere in the Bible does it teach that a man or a woman is to surrender to fatalism. And so when I hear my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ ad nauseum repeat the mantra as if they were in some kind of Eastern mystical ceremony that uh, fatalism will let go and God will take control if that's a lie from the pit of hell it's a lie that is designed to destroy with violence humanity the Bible is 180 degrees against fatalism because fatalism communicates the lie that man and women are powerless they have no choice over their future and destiny that is a damnable lie, and it, it is in contradiction from Genesis to Revelation. The fact is, God established every man and everyone in the model of Adam and Eve. Who were they? They were the rulers of planet Earth. They had dominion over planet Earth. They created the future. They created their world. They created their environment. They weren't passive. They lost their supernatural authority when they embraced the seductive lie of Lucifer and ate from the tree and activated the death force. But when God sent the prophets and finally he sent his son Jesus Christ who resurrected from the dead, then God sent the triumph form of himself 
which is the Holy Spirit, so that Jesus Christ lives inside each one of us. And as such, we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. We are joint heirs with Jesus. Who is Jesus? He's the King of kings and Lord of lords. Thus we have the inheritance of kings and queens. Thus we have the spiritual authority that is derived from the King of kings and Lord of lords. In truth, Lucifer is a usurper. He's a counterfeit. He rules the world as a temporary god through lies. He's the father of lies. And what he does is he blinds the church from the truth of the gospel and the power of the gospel. When the church repents of its sin and sees the word for what it is and sees Christ for who he is, not hanging on a cross anymore, he's sitting on the right hand of the Father on the throne room of God as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, preparing with the armies of heaven to return with millions and millions of soldiers of Jesus Christ coming down to occupy planet Earth forever. But in the interim, in the interim, we are to occupy the land God gave us, America, until he comes. So we are to use the authority that Christ died to give us, which is we have the power to command the powers of darkness to break their grip off of our nation, off of our youth, off of our economy, off of our presidency. And when you couple that with law-abiding, peaceful action, you have a remnant that is supernaturally enabled with power from on high, given intellectual superiority, given supernatural enhancement of their spiritual gifts and, and, and natural gifts, and this numerical remnant, like Joshua and Caleb, gives to God, in true worship, a good report, which says, God, regarding America, regarding the spiritual battle, we say, like Joshua and Caleb, we are well able to take the land. There are no giants in America. There are no giants in America. Because we, in faith, see ourselves as giants and see the enemies of God as grasshoppers in our sight. And when that dynamic hits people like a lightning bolt from heaven in their darkened mind and their mind is regenerated by the Spirit of God, their minds become alive in Christ, the anointing of God flows on them, and just like David, a, a, a shepherd boy, who was in his own strength powerless against Goliath, when the power of God descended upon him, he slayed the giant Goliath, and the Philistine armies fleed, and he took the land. It is God's purpose in this temporal season for his people to stop, like, stop acting like religious stooges. That's a perversion of our identity in Christ. We are more than conquerors in Christ. That is applicable on every dimension of life, and we have been called to take the land, and thus we must take it. Anything less than that, Paul, is, uh, is not doing the job that we've been called to do by God, in my view. And certainly it's, it's heresy, as you mentioned. I mean, I, that was just a, 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 so eloquent 
and, and thank you for for laying that out because people need to understand that that uh, it's up to us. We will be held accountable, in my view. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I just kind of kind of like what you said, what he said. You know, uh, I could not have said that any better than that. And and that the very powerful and people. And, and I hope that stirred people. I hope that stirs you, the listener, the viewer. Uh, to to do what we have been called to do, because Paul, I believe that every each one of us, especially those of us gathered here tonight in right. this virtual arena, have been called, Amen. Uh, and, and we, we we have a job to do. We have a position to play, and it's up to us to to play that position by listening, well, by reading our own email, so to speak, or listening to the messages that we have been given. But in order to understand what our position is, I believe that we have to seek God and 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 ask God what that you know what that is, what our role is, and play it with uh, and play it well. And 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 you're you're exactly right though. Um, the fatalistic approach. Going back to what you said initially, out of the gate, we weren't called to be fatalistic, and certainly to be fatalistic is is heresy in my view. It, wow, powerful stuff. And and I agree with you. And 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 you know, people say, well, wh- why are you so passionate, Paul? Why are you so passionate? I'm not passionate because I'm emotional. I am emotional, but that's not the source of my passion. It's the Holy Spirit inside me. The Holy Spirit. You know, I don't manufacture this passion. I didn't wake up this morning today and say, well, gee, I'm going to be a passion on Hagman and Hagman. The passion is a byproduct of the Holy Spirit, the dunamis power of God inside me. Yeah. And that's the force. The force is not emotion. The force is the Spirit of God. And um, the thing I want to stress is that, you know, ideas have consequences. Bad ideas have bad consequences. Having the right theology is imperative, but we have to ask ourselves the question, why would God call me, you, and I believe tonight there's been a special collection of your listeners Mm who have been called specifically to hear what we've discussed. But we have to ask ourselves, we were called to be here for such a time as this. We were created before the foundation of the world to be here for such a time as this. So what is it God called us before the foundation of the world to be doing? Sitting down and speculating about our impotence and the fact that there's nothing we can do and and destruction is nigh? Now, um, that would be ridiculous because why would God create us to be here? He doesn't need us to be spectators in our demise. He needs us to be conquerors. Absolutely. Uh, perfect stopping point, Paul. Uh, folks, you're listening to Paul McGuire on this edition of the Hagman Report. We'll be back with Paul for one more segment right after this. Stay with us. of the future of America, 2016, 2017, a prophecy of the future of America, the day the dollar died. The folks go to paulmcguire.us. There you can find a number of his books, 
see uh, DVDs. I've got in my hand the Prophet or uh, Mass Awakening. I, I I love this book for a lot of reasons. I I love all of Paul's writings. They're inspiring. They're information uh, packed. But uh, I don't know something about Paul McGuire's writings. Um, I, I learned so much from Paul, and every time I hear him speak, I, I, I could, I could listen to Paul for days and uh, on days on end, and learn something new every day. Before we get back to Paul, I want to bring everyone's attention to MinutemanStove.com. MinutemanStove.com, folks. The Minuteman Rocket Stove is the perfect survival cooking stove for you and your family. Uh, it's a great Christmas gift. I will say it is the best rocket stove. If you're familiar with rocket stoves, what they are is they're portable stoves used for survival cooking. But but this Minuteman stove sets itself apart from the rest because it is handmade. It's a 50 caliber ammo can that uh, seals airtight. It's self-contained, seals airtight for travel and storage. It's the only self-contained rocket stove on the market. It its design features a lid that's got a rubber seal and a carrying handle. It weighs 14 pounds and travels clean. There's no smell or soot that'll get inside your vehicle, inside your pantry, even after use. It's fully insulated with this special refractory insulation. This focuses the heat, which results in cooking power comparable to that of a kitchen stove. And if you're out, whether you're camping or whether you're out uh, in, in a survival setting, uh, you can virtually go undetected as it does not produce the smoke you would expect from, from a stove or an open fire. This is a fantastic stove. It is the official rocket stove of the Hagman and Hagman Report. It's MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. Handmade in the U.S., in North Carolina, they're extremely rugged. It comes with a two-year warranty, which, by the way, no one has ever taken advantage of to date. MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. Paul McGuire is our guest. Paul, you are on fire. That well, you're always on fire. But that last segment was really divinely inspired, in my view. And um, and, and I want to thank you publicly. I, I did, did so during the break, but I want to thank you and, and your family publicly because. Uh, You've touched so many, and I do believe that that there are people out there specifically that you are talking to. Um, I, I don't know that for a fact, but I, I just sense it in my spirit that people needed to hear the message that you gave, and I thank you for that. Well, I appreciate that, Doug, and I always uh, I always appreciate your compliments because they're not just you know like perfume. You're not just trying to be nice. You actually read my books. You understand them, and and so when you compliment it to me, it's it's genuine, and I appreciate it. Yeah, and it's you know there are so many books out there about uh, the crises crises that we face in, in the end times, and and uh, well, that they run the gamut on all scenarios. But but yours have a special place in our library because. Um, uh, you know, it's it, again very well written, and I like how you go back to in history and, and you contextualize everything. And speaking of contextualize everything, and I don't know if you want to go here or if you if you want to continue with what you were saying before, but um, I know that you spoke a couple. We, you and I, well, we've all spoke a couple of times since the Podesta email leak, uh, the leaks that began in October, 
and this kind of all kind of blends together. But uh, aren't we seeing the slowly un- the slow unveiling of what is propelling the global power, the global Luciferian powers, with the spirit cooking and the and the twisted, perverse, satanic, um, whatever you want to call it, uh, what's known as Pizzagate in some circles, but the wider aspect of this, the perversity that really propels the powers that that control the people in power. Are we seeing this unveiling take place right now that that are exposing, or that is exposing these people to... Uh, to the world as to what they are and who they actually worship. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Especially in, uh, it's been accelerating. Uh, I guess from like uh, 2012 and after that, I, I you know, I've never, I, I'm aware of Satanism, et cetera, et cetera. I, because I was in the New Age movement and things like that. I never chose to be a Satanist because even though I was an atheist and an agnostic or an Eastern mystical person. I never would have chosen to be a Satanist because it was obvious to me if if the if the biblical God was true, why on earth would I not choose Jesus over Satan? <laughs> you know. So, but the thing is that uh, the Holy Spirit, as we've discussed, guides my research, and a lot of times I, I do research and I don't really understand why I'm doing it. He leads me into areas, and then he prods me to go deeper. So, in the first book, A Prophecy of the Future of America. There's a great deal of information. It's very fast moving, but it really talks about and exposes uh, in a, a popular way that's easily understandable the reality and existence of a, of a, a very vibrant global uh, Luciferian elite or satanic elite that truly rules this world. Uh, through by being the heads of uh, the nation states and international banking families and and other other centers of power. Now, um, I was aware of that. I wrote extensively about it. Uh, I, I talk uh, in that book. See, people need to be educated about this. This is not about titillation. It's about knowing your enemy and exposing the hidden works of darkness. So I talk about like you know the Illuminati. Music vis- uh, videos with the satanic symbols. I talk in great detail about Aleister Crowley, the great Satanist. I talk about uh, Satanism in the military, uh, Satanism with uh, um, the director who did uh, Rosemary's Baby. I forgot his Kubrick name. Uh, Kubrick and the other guy. What was his name? Um, Polanski. No. Polanski, right. Okay. Yeah. And, and, Kubrick was, uh, I, I don't think Kubrick was a Satanist. I, I'm not sure that uh, Polanski is a Satanist, but it, it, he very well could be. So, and then I put all this stuff together because the Lord, um, let me give you an example. Long before the internet, for a reason that I cannot explain to you rationally, I and I had no interest in becoming a Scientologist. I was a Christian at this time. But I went to the local public library because there was no internet. So you had to dig for books. And I picked a book up on L. Ron Hubbard and I kept, I became obsessed with him and his life. And it's been like a, a part-time research project that continues to this day. 
And this was the Holy Spirit, because, you know, why, why would I even be interested in this guy? Um, by researching his life at a very deep level, that was a window and a doorway uh, and a portal into a massive labyrinth of connections of science, technology, the occult, mind control, intelligence agencies, Satanism, and on and on and on and on. But it didn't just open up easily. I mean, we're talking about every year I would probe and there'd be more and more. And the Lord did that, um, because I would never have chosen to do that. So um, the Church of Scientology contacted me after a prophecy of the future of America, and I want to be precise on what I'm saying. Uh, they have a different historical account, but I think it's safe to say that uh, L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of Scientology, had a relationship, uh, a friendship with uh, the guy who founded uh, JPL. And uh, the guy who founded JPL only had a high school degree, but he was a Satanist, and in his mansion was Jack Parsons. In his mansion in pa Pasadena, he would have uh, satanic rituals and rites, whether Hubbard participated in them or not, I have no idea, because a lot of celebrities, movie stars, and authors, science fiction authors, hung out at Parsons' uh, mansion. So Parsons, his mansion was the official headquarters of Aleister Crowley's satanic cult in America, and they had direct connections with Aleister Crowley. So you read that, and then you read those connections with military intelligence and Satanism, and then you read the connections between uh, JPL and, and this uh, rocket scientist, Jack Parsons, and how he was very good friends with Werner von Braun, who was a Satanist, who was deeply involved in the occult, a Nazi rocket scientist that came over to uh, uh, Operation Bluebird, which I documented in the book, this whole connection, and he uh, became friends with Werner von Braun, who, who called him one of the greatest scientists in America, because all these Nazis that they brought into the U.S. in the 50s, many of them were Satanists, as Hitler was a Satanist. Yeah, and if I can jump in, the, uh, sure. uh, von Braun actually talked about the fact that their technology was not, they could not take credit for their te technology. Right. They were in communication with beings of a much higher intelligence that right. led them to a lot of their their discoveries. And uh, he was not the only one uh, coming from that program and, and from that uh, nation that said that also, which is very important. Yes, you're absolutely right. And it is very important because uh, the... The, at the highest levels of the elite, the satanic elite, or what Alice Huxley called the scientific dictatorship uh, of the elite and the technocratic elite, um, they pretend outwardly to be atheists, but secretly they're Satanists and deeply involved in the occult followers of Madame Blavatsky, uh, a big advocate of Lucifer and uh, established Lucifer Publishing on the grounds of the United Nations to train UN leaders in uh, Luciferianism. And people don't understand that Luciferianism and Satanism is very intertwined with people at the highest levels of government and science. And they don't think like the average Christian thinks or the average uh, 
media person thinks or the average teacher thinks. While they teach the masses to only believe in materialism and humanism and what you can see with your senses, at the highest levels, they are in contact with Satan, they're in contact with demons and spirit guides, and at the very highest levels of the Illuminati, they are communicating with uh, very powerful demonic powers that are giving them supernatural instructions for things like the takedown of America and bringing the whole world, as the Bible predicted, into the Babylonian one-world government, one-world religion, and one-world economic system. So, <clears throat> this is important to grasp. Uh, it's interesting, while, while Christians are debating the significance of America and whether God has a plan for America, Satan is not having that debate. Satan's people, the, the global occult elite, are not having that debate. Satan already knows God has a plan for America, and that's why America is targeted as the number one nation for destruction right now. The globalist elite are, are targeting America for destruction above all other nations. Now, why is it that the Luciferian elite and Satan understand better than the people of God that God has a very special purpose for America in the last days? Because why else would Satan and the Luciferian elite make America its prime target if God wasn't going to use it in a significant way? They would leave it alone. So while, while Christians are debating whether God is finished with America or whether God is going to use America in the last days, this is a non-issue with Satanists and Luciferians because they're way ahead of the average Christian and they already know God has a plan for America. Do you see how ridiculous that is? So, yeah. so that's why, you know, people need to sharpen up and get up to speed. This kind of dull thinking Christian is not... Being... Uh, Dull in the brain, and 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 being lazy, and not be not paying the price to self-educate yourself by reading books and stuff and listening to programs uh, like yours. There's no excuse for it. I was talking to one of the highest level Satanists in America, and one of the highest level Satanists who's who's a uh, the most highly uh, respected expert in the field of psyops or psychological operations. And we were kind of having a debate back and forth after he read my book, A Prophecy of the Future of America, and I read his book on psychological warfare. And uh, we were going back and forth in the emails, and um, he was a brilliant man. He, he read, he was intellectually read, scientifically read, and I said to myself, why is it that this top-level Satanist is a hundred times smarter than most evangelical leaders that I meet. Not all of them, but, but why is that? It's not supposed to be that way. God's people are supposed to be like Daniel and Joseph. They're supposed to be, you know, sharp, ahead of the game, not behind the game. So that's why they're, they're using, they're in consultation, and they're able to harness supernatural power. That's why we keep reading uh, these reports that just don't go away, both in Europe and America, of these satanic rituals that, in, that involve uh, pedophilia and the sacrifice of young children in satanic human ritual sacrifice, because it's a method of opening a portal and releasing satanic power. The people who follow Lucifer understand 
let's say, the science of uh, satanic releasing of power better than Christians understand the biblical science of supernatural power, which is far greater that God releases from the spiritual world through faith to his people. And, and it's it sad. Be that. That, yes, that it is, is sad. sad. Yeah. But but it's sad because the average Christian uh, continues to go, and, and by the way, I'm just going to tell people, you know, you need to really pray about where you're going to church, because if you're funding a church with your tithes and your volunteers, if you're funding the church that you go to through your tithes and contributions and volunteerism and time and energy, and they are not really... Uh, teaching the Word of God and getting God's people up to speed, then you are accountable for God for financing uh, uh, a, a spiritual institution that is impotent and dead, and God will hold you accountable. You're supposed your money's not your own. You're supposed to be financing uh, churches and ministries and groups that are doing the job for Christ, not at failing at doing the job. That's one thing. Now, the other thing is, God wants his people to be able to access, like Daniel did, like Joseph did, like King Solomon did, like many men in history have done, like Daniel did, excuse me, like David did, like Joshua did. You'll notice there's a pattern. Every time a man or a woman in biblical history and in uh, uh, history outside of the Bible sought the face of God, it is God that gives the power to get wealth, God would bless that individual, male or female, with business ideas, entrepreneurship, wealth, uh, technology, sciences, creativity, excellence in their fields, and then God would raise them up and their power to be a tremendous influence in uh, taking and occupying the land for Jesus Christ. I, I really teach this point in the book A Prophecy of the Future of America 2016-2017 and the three DVD set uh, America, What's Going to Happen Next and uh, um, I, I, I go into this in great detail because I talk about the power that Satan's people have but a lot of people don't understand that it is the desire of God to give his people in this temporal time period especially in America superior spiritual power but superior spiritual power that equates to uh, an enhanced intellect, uh, enhanced business ideas, enhanced entrepreneurial ideas, the power to get wealth and make wealth, the power to have favor, the power to create businesses and use your talents and gifts and abilities so that you can be a mighty force, not a weak force for God. And if God's people would make their priorities as we go into this new year if they would if they would covenant before God and say God I repent of uh, living for myself and God I choose to synchronize my life with your purposes and will so Lord I am going to put your kingdom business first before my business I'm going to line up my priorities with your priorities, and your priorities are winning souls, bringing in the great soul harvest, and occupying until I come. Then, when a person does that, they are actually doing kingdom business. And when you read the parable of the talents, 
which comes right after the, 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 the signs of the prophetic signs of the times that Jesus Christ talked about. It. And it's not an accident. Jesus is, talk, is talking about all these heavy-duty prophetic signs coming on the earth, earthquakes, wars, rumors of wars, so on and so forth. Right after that, he talks about the need to save souls, and then he gives us the parable of the talents. And in the parable of the talents, it quite basically says that this manager, which is a type of God, gives to his servants, each servant gets a different amount of talents. A talent was a was the equivalent of like a dollar in ancient times. But a talent could also be perceived as a natural talent or a, a spiritual gifting talent. So it could represent money. The talent could represent money, resources, or it could represent talents, gifts, and abilities that God has given you. So God says to his servants, I'm going to go away, like Jesus Christ went away uh, when he ascended into heaven, and he gave them all a different amount of talents and abilities. And he said to them, I want you to multiply what I've given you. That's kingdom business. Multiplication of what God has given you is kingdom business. Now, he, he came back and everybody multiplied what he had given them. Uh, and the person who got the most multiplied the most. And Jesus Christ talked about a principle. To whom much is given, more will be given. Multiplication. Then Jesus Christ also said to every person that multiplied the talents, he said to them these words, Enter into the joy of the Lord. And then he talked about the fact that they would have abundance. So the reward for doing kingdom business and multiplying the talents and money God has given you is that God promises to bring into your life, first of all, joy. He says, enter into the joy of the Lord. You receive supernatural joy. And then, according to the word, you receive a supernatural abundance of provision and resources for yourself so you can continue doing kingdom business. And then you receive this power to move forward even more dynamically. This is a law from the kingdom of God that deals with the life of every single person listening. If they want to know why their lives aren't working, they're not lining up with God's principles. So to the person who disobeyed the Lord and hid the talent into the ground, he had a religious spirit and he accused the master of, of, of reaping where he had not sung. So, so, so the managers saw through the, the lie and, and nailed him for it. He said, well, if you, because the guy said, well, I hid it in the, in the dirt so it would be safe, the talent. And, and the manager called um, on it. And Jesus is calling people on it because the guy's excuse was, I wanted your talent to be safe so I buried it in the ground. And the manager said, you wicked, unfaithful servant. If you wanted the money to be safe and, e and weren't even willing to multiply it like I asked you to, then you should have hid it in the bank safely, so at least it would have gained interest. Now, that means God doesn't, doesn't tolerate excuses. People are given something, and he expects multiplication. Be fruitful and multiply. That has to do with child-bearing uh, children, but it has to do with the multiplication of talents and abilities. People are banging their heads against the, the wall saying, God, why don't you answer my prayers? Why don't you raise up my ministry, my life? Why are things not working? I'll tell you why. 
You're not in synchronization with God's laws. And if you would get in synchronization with God's laws, your life would explode. Resources would come to you. But you have to get into alignment. You can't be like the wicked servant, hiding your talents in the, law, in the ground and arguing with God. So I teach a lot about this because I believe it will set people free. And this is how we take America back, by the way. We take America back by multiplying our talents. But I have those in the books. I teach this at the Paradise Mountain Church meeting coming up Thursday on the 15th. But God wants us to pray. That's a talent. You grow your faith by praying, standing up and backing the president, praying over your concerns. But God wants his remnant to be a powerful spiritual force to back up our freedoms, stop being afraid, occupy the land, and more than occupy the land, take the land that the enemy has stolen. Ten percent of the people in communist Russia were communists. They took the land. Why can't 15 to 20 percent of a remnant church in America take the land? They can the only thing that's stopping them from taking the land is unbelief, and tonight you've got to get rid of it because it's repugnant to God. Amen. And what a wonderful point. What a wonderful, uh, what a wonderful stopping point, Paul. We, you've done it. You've reached the. We've reached the end of the program. We only have a, about a minute and a half to go. I just want to say thank you. You, thank you. The the information, the inspiration that you have imparted among all of us uh, will be well. Uh, whether you're, you listen to this live or if you catch us on archive, folks, I know you're you're inspired by Paul McGuire. And and don't forget share this with your friends. Yeah, and, and Thursday, if you're listening to this live, uh, make plans for Thursday, Paradise Mountain Church, North Hollywood. We give you a chance to see um, Paul Star on the Walk of Fame. <laughs> yeah, or or, or not, uh, but, but get there, folks. And uh, of course, take advantage of Paul's special. That's available. Um, just click on the, or go, go to HagmanReport.com. Click on the link. It'll take you right to his page there, PaulMcGuire.us. My friend, uh, thank you. Thank you for all you've done tonight, all you shared tonight, your heart, your passion, your inspiration. We really appreciate it. And, uh, oh, man, well, God well, bless thank, you. Thank you, gentlemen, both Joe and Doug, and thank your listeners. And together, let me just tell you something, man, one final word. Together, Joe, Doug, and every one of you listeners, we can take the land back. Okay, Amen. this is a this is a paper tiger. Just say boo to the paper tiger and he'll run. Okay, it's time to say boo to the media. They'll run. Amen. Yeah, they're desperate and they are holding on for dear life with everything exactly. they got. And, and, and Melton likes snowflakes, indeed. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. God bless, All my right. friend. Have a good God night. Folks, that'll do it for us tonight. What a great program. PaulMcGuire.us. What a great man. And, and, and we've uh, had the chance to, to spend time with him. And he's just yeah, a many tremendous times. guy. And it's always fun. Yeah. And it's always very insightful. We, we learn a lot and we talk. And uh, I hope we get to do that many more times here in the yeah, future. Absolutely. Don't forget Paul's uh, prayer meeting, uh, yep. Thursday. Paradise Mountain Church, Thursday the 15th at the Garland Hotel in North Hollywood. Go to PaulMcGuire.us for the information it is free to attend all you have to do is register on palmaguire.us and you might have to pay for parking right now i, I want to just make this announcement don't forget folks friday 
Mike Zulo from Sheriff Arpaio, the Cold Case Posse. Mike Zulo with Carl Gallops on mm-hmm. Friday. They're having a uh, news conference Thursday to talk about Obama. Well, the final news conference about Obama Friday. We we get the debriefing. Uh, tell a friend about this. The information that they're going to give us is uh, going to be very. Well, yes, very relevant and, and very then exciting. Thursday, we have Greg Jackson in Hour One and okay. Josh Peck, uh, the author of the book with Anthony Patch, the latest book, plus a number of his own works. Uh, it's been a while since he's been on. Yeah. Uh, he'll be with us on Thursday. It's going to be a, a great week and uh, really looking forward to it during this holiday season. So until tomorrow, stay safe. God bless. Have a great night. And don't forget, say a prayer for staying in Hollydale. Yeah, amen.